0: Across the UK, online and on DAB,
1: Talk Radio for those about to talk, we salute you,
2: Talk Radio.
0: James Wales, a
2: sly old dog. All this, oh, clear the studio out. None of the other presenters clear the studio out. I'll make sure I clear out. All my he left a filthy coffee cup in the studio. He's changed, and he, um, yes, ten o'clock. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
0: We have ways of making you talk.
3: There's a voice that keeps on calling me. Down the road, it's where I'll always Tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on down this road that never seems to end when you adventure lies just around the bend. So if you want to unfold a brand new tale no one has ever told we've journeyed far but you know it won't be long we're almost there we've paid our bet with a hobo song maybe tomorrow i want to settle down until tomorrow i'll just keep moving on so we
2: this evening dear listener busy show this evening uh, later on uh, i did it years ago and then i got told to stop doing it by a boss um but uh, it just dawned on me we we never kind of quite finished it and this was like 6 7 years ago so tonight tonight we will be giving away dead rock stars uh, and uh, and i'm kind of thinking as well dead movie stars dead movie stars and then at some point down the line uh, maybe on the New Year's Eve show, who knows? Maybe never, let's be honest. Um, we'll play Dead Star Poker. That's what we'll play. Uh, 0344 499 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call tonight. You know the rules, you can call in about anything. Um, Anything you fancy? Anything that's happened to you in the day? Anything that you, you you think we should be covering in the news that perhaps we're not covering? I've got lots to talk about. But before that, we've got a guest coming on. Um, now you might have seen her in the the, the, the papers the last um, oh the last uh, few days. And so it's I I think it's absolutely brilliant what this woman's doing. Some of you may disagree, but I think it's superb. Woman, now, the Daily Mail, of course, have gone in with a slightly snarky... It's like a slightly snarky tone, but that's, that's what they do. That's what the Daily Mail does. Woman earns £125 an hour as an undercover bridesmaid to help strangers plan their wedding day. Now, when I first heard it, I thought, oh, what a scam, isn't that awful? But the more I think about it, the more I think, that's actually genius, what a brilliant idea! Well, I'm very pleased to say that um, Tiffany Wright joins me now. Evening, Tiffany. Hi, evening. Uh, nice to talk to you. Uh, I, I, I don't know if you heard Tiffany. When I first heard this, I thought, "Oh, what a scamster! What a what what a um, uh, you know a, a naughty woman ripping people off." But the more I think <laughs> about it, I was wrong. It's a genius idea. How does an undercover bridesmaid work?
4: Thank you, um well I mean, to be honest, it kind of just all stemmed from um I go to a lot of weddings, I have lots of friends that are getting married and um, I just started to notice that a lot of brides at some stage during their wedding day looked stressed and it must be you know something really simple in that they're just worrying about the wedding going perfectly or maybe their shoes are a little bit uncomfortable and although they've got their bridesmaids there they haven't actually really got someone that is there to look out and make sure that everything is going to go completely smoothly because when you get married You know, you you have your best friends as your bridesmaids and you want them to be there kind of enjoying the moment with you and laughing and smiling. You don't really want them running off and buying blister plasters or strapless bras or anything like that. So that's where I step in, really. So brides hire me um, as an undercover bridesmaid and I'll go along and kind of just do all the... Dirty work for them, I'm a bit like their bridal PA, and I just help make the whole experience as unstressful as possible.
2: So what, how, supposing I was at a wedding, and you you were sat, you would be sat at my table, but I wouldn't know what you, what you were...
4: Well, to be honest, I think it depends. Every bride's different. So uh, the whole undercover thing isn't necessarily I don't kind of turn up in disguises or anything like that. Mm -hmm. It's more sometimes brides are very happy to just admit to to everyone, hey, I needed a bit of help with my to-do list. So that's where Tiffany's come along. And, you know, I'm sure there will be brides in the future that maybe don't want to tell people that. And in that case, I might have to put on my acting skills. But, you know, at the moment, it's just any other job. You know, you have wedding planners that help kind of Book yeah. the venue and make sure that you have all the catering in place and enough chairs. And all I do is I'm pretty much the same, but I'm there specifically for the bride. Right. So anything that the brides need, you know, needs. I mean, it goes from as simple as I make sure that the bride is drinking enough water throughout the day oh. to making sure that the party started and I'm first up on the dance. You're for well,
2: they... a minute. Now, obviously, after they've done the first dance, that would be inappropriate.
4: Uh, after they've done the first dance, but
2: <laughs> you're, you're so um, you're not one of those people. that that... that um, is like um, an aunt of mine, that, (laughs) come on, everybody! Come on, (laughs) let's do the conga! You're not like that, are you? not unless the bride
4: wants me to be.
2: (laughs) You would if you had to, blimey. Um, uh, don't you find weddings boring?
4: No, I must admit, I don't. I love them. I've kind of... You know, from the day I got married um, and going to all my friends' weddings, I love them. It's a happy moment. It's when all the family and friends are together, everyone's smiling, everyone's joyous. You know, what's not to love, really?
2: um the drunk people the the, <laughs> t- the the tedium of pretending you're having a good time being sat on tables with people that are it's funny when when i i i i've kind of the, the sort of stopped the, the the weddings in my friends circle have stopped and there's that that period where you know someone gets married then someone else and then there's kind of a rush of them and then they sort of um sort of die away a little bit um yeah but you enjoy it do you 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 kind of get a buzz out of the whole being there
4: I must admit, and I think nowadays all weddings are so different. Weddings are a bit like a huge production in themselves. Yeah. You know, sometimes people are getting married in the middle of a forest. Next, you're at a great big country estate. Oh. You know, there are even people now doing themed weddings and dressing up as cartoon characters. Not that I've been to one of those yet. You but... are
2: joking. That's not <laughs> yeah. appropriate.
4: <laughs> you know, I think nowadays with the kind of culture of um, social media, and you know, everyone wants to put their wedding up on Instagram and Facebook, yep. and they want to have the best wedding there is. So therefore, people are really making an effort to make their wedding as different as possible. So, um, you know, every wedding I've been to, it's always surprised me. There's always been lovely things that I've never experienced before, and that's what's great.
2: Hey, Tiffany, what do you? What are your thoughts on? There are two types of weddings that kind of. Um, I disapprove of. Right. Right. <laughs> so I do. The one is when people are a bit tight, because obviously Saturdays and Sundays are, the, you know, their wedding days. But some yeah. people, because you know the weddings are so expensive, they'll have a wedding on a Tuesday or a Thursday, and that I think is is an imposition on everyone, because it means you've got to take the day off work and, you know, maybe sort out. Maybe they don't even want you to bring your kids with you, so you've got to get, find <laughs> uh, childcare for the kids. And the other people, Tiffany, the ones that have their weddings abroad.
4: Oh, I had my wedding abroad. Oh. Can you
2: be careful what you say? Oh, saying? no! <laughs> all right, well, listen, let, let's put cards on the table. Right, people, people like you, Tiffany. No, a, friend, a good friend of mine did. A good friend of mine um, uh, had his wedding abroad. Um, and we were all a bit resentful because we had to fly out to L.A. And it cost us about two grand each. And, I, yeah. and, and to to make us a lot of us feel better, he had about four... I think you have four or five best men? How can you have yeah. five best men? And it I remember is. asking him. I remember saying, "Right, Steve, um, this is costing me two grand and my wife two grand. Um, do we have to get you a present? Is that is is us being gen, genuine question? Is us being there part of the present?" And he went, "Well, that that decision is up to you."
4: So, oh, that's a bit mean.
2: No, it's, uh, <laughs> it, it, no, it it answered it for me. I didn't buy him a present, Tiffany. It's, yeah, it's, exactly. And I don't want to be rude about your wedding, because you sound delightful, but it is a little bit selfish, isn't it? It is. <laughs> it? I
4: think, uh, yeah, I mean, in my defence, and I'm sure lots of other people's defence to get married, one of the reason we actually chose to get married abroad is because we knew that all the people that would make the effort to be there with the really close friends and the people that we actually wanted there, yep. so all of those kind of great aunties that you felt like you yeah. had to invite but didn 't necessarily want them, you knew that they probably weren 't going to shell oh, out the money to, to get on a plane good. so it 's actually quite quite a good way of having a i mean my wedding was a small intimate wedding, and I had all of my best friends there and it was perfect and it worked for me so i think that's probably half of the appeal to be honest
2: now what's this it says it says in here as well that you will lost now this is weird okay and this is where i this is wrong it says you'll propose as well propose to bridesmaids no i don't did say you'll you'll make the proposal Hang on, where is it I've, I've...
4: oh yes yeah yeah so i do so um i have another company actually that helps People propose in kind of unique and incredible ways.
2: Okay. Oh, so it's not—it's not you. A shy man won't say, "Tiffany, please." Could you that lady over there? Could you tell her I love her and give her this <laughs> oh, no. week? You'll create <laughs> scenarios.
4: Exactly. I don't get, at, get down on one knee for oh, people. <laughs> but um, well. no, I kind of create this really, you know, again, like I say nowadays with YouTube, everyone wants an amazing proposal. Yeah. They want big flash mobs or spectacular oh, venues. No. So I just come up with really unique um, ideas. And then help them set it all up together. Like what? And, what's, what's, uh, give, us some, the
2: give us some of the weird. Give us a weird one that you've, or a, you know, a big extravagant one. Flash, <gasps> a flash extravagant. mob sounds awful. Oh God! <laughs> what if they say it's like? I always think the people that propose on television on programs like Trisha or Jeremy Kyle, I always think that's um, that's really cheeky because it's put so much pressure on the person that's being proposed to.
4: It does, it does. But I think one of the things that we do is, for example if a guy was to contact us and say okay, um, I want to propose to my girlfriend, can you help? We actually sent him a questionnaire and it's got lots of questions about him and his girlfriend and their relationship. And one of the very specific questions we have on there is, is she the sort of person that would like a public proposal or not? (laughs) Is she shy? Does she like being the centre of attention? And obviously we do have guys that will say I want to propose in a flash mob in the middle of Covent Garden, surrounded by 300 people. Uh, Yet on his form, he's told us that his girlfriend hates being the centre of attention. So that's kind of where I will guide them as well and be a bit of an engagement expert and maybe advise that that's not the appropriate way to propose to that specific girl. Um, So we really get to know the couples and just make sure that the proposal is completely tailored to them.
2: Okay. Um, Well, listen, it sounds sounds brilliant. How much does a wedding cost these days? I got married years ago. How much does it cost now?
4: Oh, a lot of money. I think people are spending, I think the average is £20,000. (laughs) No... so quite a lot.
2: <laughs> Bloody hell! It ain't worth it, guys. Don't do it. Well, what, no, what terrible thing to say. My wife might be listening. Um, Tiffany, give a, well, you, you're on uh, Twitter because I saw that we, we we tweeted each other. What what are you on Twitter?
4: Um, so I'm on Twitter under Tiffany L Wright.
2: Uh, and that's Wright W R I G R
4: I G H T. Yep. Yeah.
2: And, and what's your website if people want to go and have a look?
4: Um, so it's the UndercoverBridesmaid.co.uk.
2: Nice one. Thank you, Tiffany. Best of luck with it.
4: Thank you so much. Lovely chatting to
2: you. Thanks very much, Tiffany. Bye bye. Um, isn't it funny? Uh, when I first saw that, story, I thought, "Oh, what an absolute chancer! What a ch..." But f- fair play, she has um, come up with something unique and wonderful. And doesn't she sound charming? Imagine, um, you, you know, I, I, you wouldn't mind someone like her being at your your wedding. She's young and she's charming and she can obviously talk and hold a conversation. Imagine if it was a right grumpy so-and-so that was doing it, it was an undercover bridesmaid. Wouldn't that be awful? Oh, Flippin' heck. 0344 499 I'm Ian Lee. This is Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Uncut after
1: hours conversation
2: for the up all night generation.
1: Late night Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
0: We have ways of making you talk. I'm trying to find a clip
2: that might be too sweary to play on the radio. I can't remember, but it's um, it's a, a, a clip of. Have you got it? Because I found a couple of I found a couple of different ones, but there's a clip. And it's um, somewhat... A a man phones up a radio station to propose to his girlfriend. And then... I don't think he speaks to her directly. I think the host speaks to the girlfriend. With hilarious consequences! But I can't... um, Hang on a second. I've I've just texted Kelly Betts, who I used to work with. Yes, that's the one. She remembers it exactly. Um, But I can't think what it's... uh, (laughs) What is it? And it's quite sweary, so you might have to run it past the Ed filter to bleep it up. 344 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you're more than welcome to. I've spent the evening trying to... I made a terrible, terrible faux pas with my kids. i am not seeing much of my kids recently because of work and stuff, so I'm hardly at home. And I had very strict instructions... To buy Lego advent calendars, Ian. You must get um, Lego advent calendars. Like, yeah, not a problem. Lego advent calendars, sure, not a problem, right? And I, I didn't see any Lego advent calendars, so I bought some Star Wars advent calendars with the chocolates in. I thought that'd be, oh, that'll be fine. Yeah, that'll be fine. Star Wars, uh, Star Wars uh, chocolate calendar, beautiful. So I met the boys tonight for supper, for dinner. And they said to uh, the officer, said, Dad, is it true you've bought us Lego advent calendars? And I went, Well, no, actually. I've bought you something better. I've bought you chocolate Star Wars calendars. Y- you've never seen two children collapse in, in, in a heap of tears so quickly. It was I mean, like the proper and they were the, th- the thing is, they were trying not to cry, they were trying to be stoic. And um, uh, uh, and they got really upset. And I went, guys? guy. And I got a little bit angry because I thought they were ungrateful. But I didn't realise. No one told me that Lego advent calendars, they don't have chocolate in. They've got Lego in. And they cost an absolute flipping fortune. They've got Lego in. I found out later on as I desperately tried to buy them from anywhere. And, of course, they have sold out. Everywhere, and I I, I I took to Twitter, and people on Twitter were being very kind. And one lady even went and looked um, at the local toy shop where she thought they had some, and, and and they didn't. And then she offered to sell me hers, and I said, Oh no no no, you, you've been so kind. She was so kind, so generous of her to go and look for me. I said, No no no, you 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 keep yours for your kids, and I'll I'll keep on looking. She went, Kids? I haven't got kids. I just like Lego. True, <laughs> absolutely. What a lovely lady. Um, what well, let me? I should. Uh, what was her name? I should say her name. So. Uh... Oh, it was Mads. Thank you, Mads. It it went above above, and beyond. And loads of people said, Argos. You can get them an Argos online. And, of course, Argos had sold out. Tesco. You can get them Tesco online. Tesco had sold out. And then a listener, Penny, put me in touch with um, uh, Cuthbert's Toys. And um, they said, we've got two in St Albans... We'll, we'll reserve them for you. I thought, oh, beautiful, beautiful. But I was I was driving to uh, work. I was late for work anyway. And I ma- made a ridiculously mad dash. Le- the Lego store. There's a new Lego store in Leicester Square. They'd sold out. They'd sold out of them. The Lego store didn't have them. And while we're talking about themed stores, why the hell is there an m M&M and M store in Leicester Square? What? m&m's the sweet there's a store for m&m's and it's not like um like a little shop it's like a massive superstore it's like three or four floors of m&m's they're only m&m's i don't get it i quite like the ones that not the ones with peanut in that's disgusting chocolate and peanut doesn't go um, but the other ones, the 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 Crunch, I quite like. But a whole store, anyway. I phoned up the Lego store in Leicester Square, Leicester Square, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand, and um, they said no, we sold out. We got the Lego Friends ones, but we've sold out of everything else. Oh nuts! And then I thought, right, I'm going to take a punt. I'm going to take a punt. I'm driving to work. I'm late anyway. I'm going to veer off course, go rogue, and head to Hamleys. Um, Hamleys is meant to be a place of magic and wonder. and You know, the the staff there are excellent. But I just find it, I've always found Hamleys um, a little bit too frantic. It's very frantic. And we're not even in December yet, are we? No, that's tomorrow. Um, And it was just full of... Christmas cheer, but the faux kind of Christmas cheer. There were people dressed as elves and stuff. So I drove to Hamleys, and I parked just round the corner. I got into a row with a black cab driver as well, road rage. Because I saw, I I was looking for a gap, looking for a gap I could park in, and I saw a gap on the other side of the road. And so I indicated, it was a really tight gap, right? It would have taken a lot of manoeuvring. So I indicated that I was going to pull in there, and I pulled over to it, and then this black cab... Instead of, you know, he saw me quite some way away. He just kept driving to a point where um, it, it, it was impossible for me to get in. And I went, oh, man. And I pulled over. So I was blocking him and he'd now block me. I went, oh, man, you are joking. I did that. The windows are, you are joking. And he sort of looked at me and yawned. And uh, then he started, made a real thing of driving past really, really slowly. And we both wound down our windows. And I went, oh, nice one, mate. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you very much. All you had to do was just hold back two foot. That was it. He went, you're an idiot, mate. You were never going to get in there. I said, yes, I would get it. And we having a big argument through the window. All this because I want to buy a bloody advent calendar to celebrate the birth of Jesus bloody Christ. I would have got in there, mate, if you hadn't have been. And then I'm not, I'm not proud of what I said. I would have got in there, mate, if you hadn't have been such a massive winker. I mean, you, you're nuts, mate. You're nuts. This was him to me now. I'm doing him now he's a little bit more common than me, but when I'm arguing, I turn into my dad, who was very common. You're nuts, mate. You are nuts. You'd never get in there. Well, well, if you're listening, I blooming well did get in there. I did get in there. And then here's the thing. <laughs> oh, God. Parked, ran down to Hamley's, and the cab driver was parked at the um, traffic lights. And I just shouted, Winker! Um, I don't think he heard me, but everybody on the pavement did. I know! Isn't that terrible? Anyway, I got to Hamley's. I said, which floor is the Lego on, please? Fifth floor, the top floor. Right, OK. Going up the escalators, running up the escalators, going to, go to the fifth floor. Um, is this the Lego department? Yes, yeah, yes, the Lego. We've got all of our Lego things are here. I said, right, have you got any Lego advent calendars? He said, oh, no, no, they're not on this floor. Huh? No, no, they're in the basement, literally the other end of the building. So I went down to the basement, and I needed to get two, right? And for the older one who's really into Lego, um, I got the Star Wars. All they had was Star Wars, right? And I said, have you got any Lego friends? Because the younger one wouldn't quite, the younger boy quite likes Lego friends. Have you got any Lego friends? He said, oh yeah, yeah they're on the second floor. And, and fair play, the very, very nice gentleman, Bath Vader, he was wearing a Darth Vader mask and a bathrobe dressing gown, guys. Let's, come on, let's keep it real. Um, he took me and we found the Lego friends. Boom! Got them. Here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. The Lego Friends was 20 quid down from I think 25 quid and the Lego Star Wars was 26 pounds I think down from 30 pounds. If you look on eBay they're probably going for about 50 quid a pop.
3: It's a flipping advent calendar. It's
2: a... when I was a kid we didn't even have advent calendars with chocolate in. It was just you open I and mean, you got a picture of a shepherd or a picture of a star. And on the 24th, didn't open, didn't have one on the 25th, on the 24th you opened two doors and it was a picture of the baby flipping Jesus in a blooming manger. That was it. Now, I, I remember sort of when I was about 13, 14, the chocolate ones came out and we weren't allowed the chocolate ones and we didn't want the chocolate ones. Now I've got to spend 46 quid on two advent calendars. You are having a laugh. Still, it's Christmas, isn't it? It's a lot of fun. Alan, I'll come to you in a second. If you want to call in the listener, 0344 4991000. This is Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk
0: Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB.
2: Late Nights, Ian Lee on Talk
0: Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
2: I found it. I'm going to send you the link, Catherine. Um... I found it's so funny, this. It's so funny. And Let me just email this to Catherine, because I think there are some swears in it. Um, There we go. And um, you should have that. And then let me send it to... uh, There we go. Bish, bash, bosh. Bishy, bashy, boshy. It is absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I do think it's completely inappropriate to propose in public or, or, you know in front of an audience like on television i always think the proposals on television are so unfair there's so much pressure on the person who's being proposed to it's it's a form of humiliation isn't it anyway it's a brilliant clip and we'll we'll check it for swears and um We'll play. It. I'm sure there's there's a couple in there. Evening, Kadik. Hip, 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 sir. Hip, 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 Canik. You got an advent calendar? Yes, I have. What is it? Is it um, Lego? It's a Cadbury's Dairy Milk. Oh, nice. And um, uh, 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 so you get a free chocolate every time. Yep. You never tempted Alan to um
5: to raid it. I bought two. Oh. One to open each day individually. Yeah. And one, to have all the chocolate myself from the day before the first day of December. That's today? Yeah. Have you came,
2: have you caned an advent calendar already? Uh, like I bought two, one for
5: the first days of December and all that. Yes, yes. And one for today to gorge all the chocolate. And have you gorged it? I'm munching on a bit of chocolate now. You could have
2: just... <coughs> How much did the advent calendar cost you? £2 at the post office. You could have just bought a bar of chocolate. I could have bought a Pop-Tart either. You could have bought a Pop-Tart. Do they still do Pop-Tarts? Yes, they do. No, well, good for them. Uh, I want to talk about Performance Ring. Oh, yeah, Performance Ring. On Sunday, December the 11th, Caddick will be making a special guest appearance via Skype. It'll be like when... um, they had, um, do you remember the musical Time with Cliff Richard and then David Cassidy was in it? No. And they had, um, they had uh, a hologram of Laurence Olivier was in it. Because they couldn't afford to have him for the full six-month run, so they had a hologram. And you'll be like the hologram of Laurence Olivier, but, it, but, but one that can't speak properly.
6: I'll be live on Skype.
2: You'll be live... you need my Skype address. Well, not now. Well, we've got 11
7: days to sort it out. Is it only 11 days? Yeah, because the it is on the 11th of
2: yeah. December. he's right. He's right. I hadn't thought about that. Okay, fine. Okay. Um, well, I ought to sort out the evening as well. <laughs> I just had to put a bit of thought into that. I'll do that Friday. That's my project for Friday, is to sort that out. I was uh, Skype's amazing. I, I gave um, a talk to a bunch of students today on Skype. Oh, where, where were these students? I don't know. There was a fat fr- mate of mine, Jeff. Um, uh, he, he sent me a message saying, Ian, uh, we, we had a guest coming on to talk about working in the media. They've pulled out. Can you help? I went, Jeff, not a problem. Let me go to my fat burn class, first of all. So I went to my fat burn class. More on that. Uh, where well, is the fat burning going? It's. It, well, I'm, I think. Well, I feel slimmer. I'm going to weigh myself tonight when I get home. So we'll see. Um, but. um. I did nearly. It was only a short class today. I did nearly puke up in the class. Oh dear! Yeah, yeah. And I had to stop. There was um, and and there were mixed abilities. A lot of people there were very buff and very fit in 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 both senses of the word. But there was a lady there who must have been in her about fifty late fifties, right? Yeah. And she was overweight, more overweight than I am, okay? And this is not a criticism, this was just an observation. And I remember watching her thinking, right, as long... I'm not competing with anybody, there's no competition here, but as long as I'm doing more faster than her, I'll be happy with that. That'll be a result. <laughs> I mean, who are you talking about? I don't know why it is. Anyway, just quickly, t- uh, Alan, uh, I had to stop twice and take two rests. She carried on all the way through. And destroyed oh, dear. It. So fat burn, it's just like, um, you know, exercises. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, with the weights and all that. Well, w- what we did today with Haroon was we um, did... Oh, we had um, the, ke- the 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 kettle... But uh, the not the 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 round balls that have got a handle. The medicine balls. No, 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 no. what we didn't, we didn't go back in time to the nineteen sixties. No, it was like is they call it uh, like a it's like a hang on a second, Paul. Paul. Hello. Yeah. What Hello. Do, in the gym, Paul? What do they call the round sort of weight the, the, with a handle on the top? The the brown. So t- no. You've, you've dropped have no. coming on. Let me try... Well, you phoned up, Paul, so you must have known you'll come on at some point. Let me try again. Yeah. The round ball... Yeah. Right, it's like... But it's a metal weight, and it's got a handle on the top. What well, is that I haven't called? I have been to the gym for years Ian. So. Right. It's all the right... Ra- anyway, we did that. We had to swing it between your legs, and then swing it above your head. Right,
8: well, I've not got much of a um, thing between your the legs. The only I used to go to is um, oh. like a boxing gym, and we didn't have any of them in there.
2: Well, anyway, this is um, I'm explaining to Alan what fat burn is. So we, you do that, and then we have to do lunges, and then we have to run back, and then we have to do... Have you heard of burpees? Mm. Yeah, yeah, I them.
8: You do. Yeah, them. Yeah, I know them, I know them. What's a burpee, Paul? It's when you um, <clears throat> jump up, and yeah. then you 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 jump back down again.
9: Yeah.
2: Like, well, you, your jump. arms, um, but, you stick your arms out. It is, well, you, so you do like a push-up, you go down to the floor, then you, then you push-up, then you jump, you do like a squat thrust, and yeah, then and then you spread, then you spread both your legs out, and both your arms at the same time. Well, then you jump up in the air like you just don't care. And then it you g- feel like
8: that, yeah, isn't and, it? Yeah, yeah. and then
2: you go back round and you do it all again. So we did that, Alan, and I nearly puked up, and I was less fit than um, uh, uh, an overweight older woman. All right.
5: Then that- you went to Hamley to get Lego.
2: Yeah, but I oh, oh, this was it. So, so I did the fat burn. I think I I feel slimmer, a little bit. I need to do a bit more work. Um, there's still no showers there, won't be the showers there till, um, Monday. So that, I went home, had a shower, and then I went to my local Costa, where the young lad that put his hand on my shoulder when I cried, now every time I go in, he looks at me with sadness in his eyes, and says... You're right today. Every time. What an, I mean, he's a nice guy. He's a lovely guy. You're right uh, today. It's good to know that Costa cares. It's good to know that Costa cares. Unlike Nero, who don't give a no. I like, I like all of those guys. Anyway, and I had a nice chat with an elderly lady there because she was sat there and she was. And I said, Are "You all right? Is everything all right?" She said, "Oh, I'm waiting for my. They're going to bring my coffee. I think they forgot my coffee." Guess what? Her coffee was called Alan. What was it called? You guess what her coffee was called, Paul. And, and I'd never heard this. And when she said it, I went, sorry, what? It was called a potato. A potato? And this is what I thought she said. A potato. She went, a petit She said, a potato. I said, I said, you're right. She says, I'm waiting for my, my potato. And I thought, uh oh. I said, excuse me. She goes, they're going to bring me my potato. And I said, oh, I don't know what, what that is. She it was a very small coffee. Well, surely a very small coffee is just like, well, it's like, because they have, you know, and this is true, you know. All restaurants, all franchises have secret menus. Did you know that, Alan? No. Did you know that, Paul? Um, no. Right, did you know that, Catherine? Were you listening, Catherine? Did you know that, Ed? All franchises have got secret menus. This is absolutely true. And so the potato is on the secret menu. And what it is they I can't remember I know that there's um uh, the, the, the coffee places have a there's the, there's a coffee that isn't on the main menu it's only on the secret menu that is the best milk to, to coffee uh, um, ratio and cool. McDonald's has them as well McDonald's has secret menus where you go on and you can ask for something that's not on the main menu and that, they might go sorry and you kind of look at them again and say i want a uh, 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 and then wink and they go Okay, yep, that we'll get we'll sort that out for you. So th- so I had to get a potato for her. And I did, and it was fine. Anyway, then I gave this talk, Alan, to these, these students. And it was brilliant. I was on Skype, and they had, like, a TV studio. And I was on a big screen. I was on a big screen. Wow. It was brilliant. It's like, this is what you're going to have in 11 days' time. And I, 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 they asked me some questions. Well... The, the, my friend Jeff asked me some questions, and then his his uh, a young assistant a guy called Sonny, very good name, gave, asked me some questions, and then there was the awful thing, Alan, where Jeff said to the audience, "Anyone got any questions?" Let me guess, no one asked a question. No, no one asked a question, and do you know what's going to happen to all those people, uh, 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 Alan, when they they try and get work in the media? What's going to happen to them? I've blacklisted them. I made a point of taking all of their names and I've sent all of their names um, to uh, pretty much every uh, radio and production company and radio station and said, Don't, imp- if these guys, if any of these guys, it's like in petrol stations. I love it in petrol stations when they have the wall, like part of the window is covered with photocopies of number plates and sometimes faces. By the way, Jules, if you're listening, can you call back in? We can't get through to you. Um, a- and it, it's, it, the radio production companies and TV channels, they have a similar kind of wall of, of names and faces of people that um, celebrities, like myself, have, 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 have recommended don't get employment.
5: It's the same with bookmakers as well, with, with people
2: who have self-excluded themselves. I, yeah but the thing with self exclusion is you can go you know, look you know when i came in a week ago crying and said could you um stop me from coming in and gambling but I, it i did it it was self i i'd like i'd really want to have a go on that uh, fruit machine where i can spend 200 pounds a minute would it be would it be okay? yeah great brilliant thanks self exclusion doesn't work paul have you ever been banned from anything um banned
8: Band, yeah. Um, I put it spoke from school, Ian. That's about it. Back from school. Bad from
2: school. Did, you, did you stove someone's head in with a brick? No, I um, had a fight. Beautiful. Paul, we'll find out about the fight. Alan, thank you very much. Uh, Jules, if you can call us back, 0344 4991000 This is Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late Nights, Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
0: We have ways of making you talk.
2: Oh, 03444991000 is the um telephone number if you want to give me a call. I don't like it on my computer when I type something in the search bar it goes straight to wikipedia. Why is it doing that? That's annoying. I don't and wikipedia is on the scrounge at the moment begging for um begging for a bit of cat and I don't I, I'm not going to go on a place that once had me down as a gay cowboy. Why? Why would I put money <laughs> into um, into their pockets? So, no, guys, it's not happening. It's not happening at all. Um, Paul, did we get to the uh, point of your call, sir? Um, well, <clears throat> I was a bit... Um, yeah. I didn't realise I was going to be on that quick. Well, no, but, you, but you, you phoned the show, Paul, so you must have known that at some point you would be on the show... Um, yeah. and now and now we've had a break. Okay. So i mean, are you are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm
8: ready. Yeah, you ready? I'm ready. Are... I'm born. I'm born ready. Well, you
2: did say we just came to you too quickly. Are yeah, no, you... Yeah, I know. I'm an idiot. That's I'm an idiot.
8: Are you ready? I'm 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 ready. Right. So what I want to talk to you about Ian is a dentist. Bentists? Dentists. Yeah, I'm not going to mention the C word after Friday. What? I want to talk about a
2: dentist. a oh, Dent- dentist. I think it's a bentist. I think it was Michael Bent. Oh, or I know, yeah, I know. Well, what it is, I've had a bit. I've had a, bit of, of, um, had a molar out. I was about to say, have you got something in your mouth, like a sausage or a dick or something? Because it, it, it's really, it's, it's hard to understand you.
8: Yeah, no, because I had... The point of the conversation is I had... Um, a molar, a, a molar
2: out. Yes, and it's it's. I am a mole and I live in a hole. Yeah. Oh,
8: yeah. yeah.
2: Do you remember that song? My, my, my sister used to say that to me. Do you remember that? Do you remember the song? I am a mole.
8: I and remember I it, but hole. I don't know where it came from because my sister Will, used to say that. But anyway, I didn't. You know? Do you know who
2: the? Do you know the guy who did the voice for that? That who did the vocal for that song? I am a mole and I live in a hole. Yeah. It was it was Lenny Henry's dad, I think. I think. Well, I, I
8: don't know because uh, I was talking about it to my wife for a week and we were talking about that. Uh, but, but anyway, I had this molar out and that's why I got out like that.
9: Yeah.
8: Instead of saying two, I say shoot. chew. Yeah. Yeah. But, but anyway, I wanted to talk about denti- uh, dentist dentists. Yeah,
2: hang on, a minute. But, hang on but- a minute.
8: Hang on a minute, hang on a minute. ba 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 bat or
3: a rat or, or a cat, dum-dum-dum, I'm not a noob or a kangaroo, I'm not a goose or a moose or the moose.
10: I am a mole and I live in a hole, I'm not a cow or a chow or a sow, I'm not a snake or a hick or a drake, I'm not a flea
8: or a wee chimpanzee, I am a mole and I live
3: in a hole. Yuck, yuck, quack, quack, Five the roast. You're the sleek cheek, I dig the most. I'm not a ram
10: or a clam or a lamb. I'm not a hog or a frog or a dog. I'm not a bus
9: or a body must
8: All together now, I am a mole and I live, I in, live, a live hole. in a hole. Yes, you do. Yeah. <laughs> hip, hip, hip. There's a gun. Off with his head. George, George you're a fanny. Here we go. Yuck, yuck,
10: walk, walk. Five for the roast. You're the sleek cheek. I dig the most.
8: I, go. I think I want to go. Here we go, Paul. Get ready. It's your turn. Here we go. Ready, go, ready. Paul. What, what? What? I think I want to go. No, say the. Could you not? Know? And I live in a hole. Again. What's a song? Name? I'm a mole and I live in a hole. Oh dear, that went. One, that went a bit. Uh, the Southlanders. At the end, at the end it went a bit.
2: Well, you, you did. Um, well, yeah, the well, I do owners, it all the time. I think it was Lenny Henry's dad.
8: Oh, oh okay.
11: Let, here's so, the thing. Um,
2: do you know what? Do you know how Lenny Henry, who is a black man, started in show business? Uh, no. In the black and white minstrel show, a show yeah. populated by white people, blacked up Lenny Henry as a like fifteen, sixteen year old was a black person in right. a show where white people blacked up and went Mammy Mammy, oh, yeah, no, is it? It's well I had a the thing oh. is, right, when I was when I was a kid, right, and my um dad brought me an old dance set record player from work. It used to belong to um a woman called Ursula, um who was like his secretary. And I got this record player. And the first records I were given was what by my mum were the monkeys first LP. And the I'm a Believer single. Beautiful. But then my dad gave me some records. And my dad, I don't know where he got these records from. He wasn't really into, you know, playing records. But I got the 1812 Overture. I got, um, oh, I don't know what else. But I also got the Black and White Minstrels. And That's so right. I'm quite, yeah, it was nicked, of course it was nicked. So I, and I, you know, as a kid, I'd, so I'd, I'd, I'd put them on. As a kid, you don't know what's good and what's not. And so I put on the black and white minstrels. I quite enjoyed it. I was, it, was good. it was a little bit, you know. <laughs> well, I want to talk about the dentist. What happened then? Did someone just kick you up the bum or something? Oh, I, I had a lot of them this year. I don't even want to know what that means. T- tell me about the dentist,
8: then. Right, so, no, 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 dentistry in, in its... Yes. In its, right, so if I was to drag yes. a passive-aggressive person and put them in the back of my van, what? have
2: you seen Goodfellas? Um, you,
8: I, you must have seen that. I
2: don't really remember it. I know that, that Ray Liotta takes a lot of cocaine in it.
8: Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I know that. Yeah. Uh,
2: that, that's mad. Yeah. Um, don't and, take cocaine, oh, guys.
8: Hey, why are you... What about cocaine? I've never ever taught that in well, my forty odd years of my life. Well,
2: don't it's because uh, people that take it's cocaine. Um, there's the great Robin well, Williams. Sniffing. Well, the great Robin Williams line: Co- cocaine is God God's way of telling you you've got too much money. But If you have ever spoken to anyone who is on cocaine, boring guys.
9: Boring. Stop it! You're boring. I know.
2: I know. Mad, they? it. boring. Yeah. I know.
8: I know. yeah. It's like they go going to the toilet. Yeah. And then they come back out as a different person. They come out and as thinking, a... thinking, oh, I, I, I was well, talking to that person a minute ago. He's all right. And a,
2: they back out. A boring person goes in the toilet and out comes a game show host.
5: <laughs> That's yeah. what it is.
2: Yeah, it is. If, if, it <laughs> <weren't> illegal, <laughs> if it weren't illegal, if it weren't illegal, and if there weren't, you know, it's, it's a dangerous <laughs> drug cause it, makes a, it makes your heart beat faster... But I would conduct an experiment where I gave you some cocaine, and we then we 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 come back to you throughout the evening. I don't think that'd be
8: a very good idea. It in, would be in, a in the minute. No, uh, that's not be
2: very good. Just, I have to say, because my boss is always worried that I'm promoting drugs. Trust me, guys, I ain't. <laughs> cocaine is an awful, awful drug, and it just makes people boring.
8: Oh God.
2: Anyway, Paul, anyway, please tell me about the flipping dentist man. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm trying to get to that. But right,
8: so what it is? You know, if I was to, like I said before, drag a, kidnap someone, um, yes, passive aggressive person, right? Because they're horrible people they are. Because they don't not really aggressive, right? They're, well, pa- they aggressive, they're but passively they passively in in aggressive, a, in a, passive way. Yeah. Oh, it's horrible! It's yes. horrible! Right. It's your would go.
2: Yes. Right. Yes. And then right. I put you... them in the back of my. But you're saying that kidnapping them is uh, is okay.
8: Well, I'd like to kidnap some of them. Yes, okay, course, okay,
2: yeah. that's fine. No, just, 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 just no,
8: no, no, no yeah. bro, I mean, good fellows. You know, when you get that bloke in the back in, in the boot of the car, man, I've got a car. Oh. Right, so
2: I can't do that. But
8: what are, it, are you talking? I'm just about? trying to promote a scene.
2: Right, and and uh, they're pr- trying to shooting. promote a kidnap murder scene. Okay, yeah. Where's, what's this going yeah. to do with I'll dentists? I'll,
8: I'll, get, I'll get, I'll get, Ian. I'll get to the point in a minute. It'll be two shakes of lamb's tail, right? So they get this, they get this bloke, right? Yes, yes. And they stab him, they shoot him, and and then, and then when they went to his mm-hmm. mum's for tea and that, and he was still uh, twitching about, yes. and then they stabbed him and shot him again. Yeah. Then I chopped his arms and his
2: legs off. Oh
8: God! Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then I slung him.
2: No, do you um, know it has gone from there to describing the scene to the film? It's talking about they did this, they did this, and he's moved into the first person now. I, and then I did this, and then I did that. Are you no, trying to confess no, I'm, I'm something?
8: Can't... No, don't be daft. I, I'm not that sort of person. I don't. You can Sorry, So, so that. you've this. So you've stabbed this bloke. You've shot him. What has this got to do with dentistry? I'm gonna I'm gonna come to that in a minute. Right, so then you've done all that,
2: and then you sling him
8: yeah. in a in a river. Because that gets rid of all the DNA. Just, the just, be,
2: just because he's passive-aggressive, that's why you've done this, yeah? Well, it's, oh, it's horrible. I mean, you know, when it, you know, when I get mad, I'm mad. Yeah, I know. You used to talk about kidnapping someone and shooting them and stabbing them and cutting their arms off yeah. and chucking them in the river just because they're passive-aggressive. I mean, that's quite mad. Yeah, uh,
8: yeah. But passive-aggression is a horrible form of aggression. When I'm mad, it's I'm mad. It's not as
2: horrible as actual physical aggression of cutting people's no, arms of course, off. And... No, of co- no, of course not. But uh. anyway. So,
8: you sling him in the river. Yes. Because that gets rid of all the DNA and all that. So you've killed them, you've chopped, chopped them up and all that lot. Yeah. And then this uh, head goes rolling down the river... <laughs> Rolling right. down the
2: river. Rolling down the river. That's what right. she was and singing then, about the Proud Mary. Keep on rolling, rolling down the river. Watch the head
8: like, of uh, rolling. It's a, like, it's a bit like an evening curry. Yeah, isn't it, hey. I, 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 I'm not going to mention the C word tonight. anyway, <laughs> <laughs> right, so this uh, head goes rolling down the river, right? No, no, and I've chopped yes. his head off and all that lot. And then say, oh, we know this bloke is because we've got his dental records. <laughs> So all these people that spend their loads of money on getting their teeth done, it's a waste of money
2: because... Because you're going to chop their heads off?
8: Well, no, because you can chop them up, you can burn them, you can sling them in the river and all that lot, and then the only way they recognise you is by your teeth.
2: Um, You've been listening to uh, the Best Of podcast from Wednesday Night Show. Thanks, Paul. Um... We're going to pass your details on to the police because I—that was—I've got no—I have literally no idea what the guy was talking about, but it was—it was a terrifying fantasy he was portraying. Um, it was Gary Wilmot's dad, not Lenny Henry's dad. I am a mole and I live. You don't see Gary Wilmot. I tell you what, talk about Gary Wilmot in the next hour because like, Gary Wilmot was everywhere. i was thinking about Gary Wilmot today. I can't remember why. But um, I was thinking, we don't see Gary Wilmot very often these days, do you? He was everywhere. He was everywhere. I wonder if... Because Lenny Henry got a knighthood, didn't he? Sir Lenny Henry. Oh, we've got Sir Tony Robinson coming in the studio on Monday. That'll be exciting. You're listening to Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
0: Across the UK, online and on DAB. A radio star is born. You're going to love Talk Radio. Radio. Talk Radio.
2: Well, that was a spunky first hour, wasn't it? Jules, you'll be up next, and it could be you, dear listener. 0344 4991000. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
1: Late Nights, Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
0: We have ways of making you talk.
12: With the cloud above her head Here comes Rainy Jane If she stops you, man, she'll bore you with a sad refrain It's the same old story We've heard a thousand times the shadow of the girl you used to be. Once you used to live for life, but now you live for sympathy. It's true your heart's been broken, and you've got the right to cry. But if you're gonna keep it up,
2: Getting, um, Kath and I had a little burst of activity earlier on. Jules, I will come to you in a minute, I promise. Um, <laughs> uh, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand <clears throat> And, um, we had a little brainstorm about guests we want to get on the show. And my sister has, has twice said, You should get Carol Bayer Sager on. She's got a book out and everything. Um, Carol Bayer Sager, um, we going to give you a song that she wrote. Um, Arthur's theme. Remember Arthur's theme? She wrote that. There you go. She wrote that. That's just one. She's written loads of songs, right? And she's brilliant. Um, and I've just emailed her her book company, and um, they've come back and said, "Okay, yeah, we'll see what we can sort out." So it might happen. You can. The thing is, I can tell <laughs> that the person who replied to me is an American because um, the email starts, "Hi Lane, I'm good." I tell you what I'm going to do. Here we go. And I do this sometimes by accident, but I'm going to make it my thing now. When I'm emailing people, I'm going to my sign-off will be lowercase, lowercase. I. Right, it's got to be, otherwise they just don't know. I, 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 hi, Lane. Ah, it's great. Um. Yeah, brilliant, 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 brilliant. We'll try and get Carol uh, on. That would be awesome. <coughs> 0344 499 1000. I've just tweeted Gary Wilmot as well. Let's see if um let's see if he wants to come on. Because it'd be nice to talk to Gary Wilmot. I like Gary Wilmot. He was really, really big in the eighties and nineties. And then I mean I'm sure he's still working and stuff, but it, I, it, I just kind of feel he was everywhere. He was ubiquitous. Um and then sort of disappeared a little bit. And that must be um a strange thing to have to go through. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand Jewels.
6: Hello mate, we got there in the end Jules. what you got for us? you did um i don't i, I to listen to like your radio show the last half hour oh yeah, but um, I listened to your podcast um yesterday, the one you were saying about basically the um the cubs oh yeah, um it was just like um it really reminded me stuff of when I was at school. I don't want to bring it down at all. you
2: bring it down it's not bringing it down it's a clunky gear change which i which I'm you, you, you say as much or as little as you want, Jules.
6: Well, it's just, um, well, at school, um, secondary school, I had, fr- uh, two really good, um, uh, uh what do you call them? Uh, school, uh, sport teachers, sort of thing. Yeah. And one of them weren't that good. And one of them, just every time you had to go for the communal, like, showers. Yeah. He used to stand there and watch her. Yeah. And, um, it was like, why? The other two didn't.
2: How old were you, Jules, if you don't mind me ask him? Um, uh, 13
6: yeah. to 15. Right. Um, and the other two just buggered off. And the thing is, like, you used to do sport, they used to say, like, um, you have to, like, um, because you're really hot and sweaty, mm. then you used to have to go, um, every time and go and have a shower. Yeah. But you didn't, because you had like half an hour, three quarters of an hour. You weren't that hot and sweet. You needed to get in, because at that age, you don't really like get BO or shit, do you?
9: No,
6: no. But you used to go in the shower. And it was like, why couldn't they have had just little showers where you could just go in, with the girls used to have.
9: Mm.
6: The girls used to go in and have their only communal ones, but the boys didn't. We used to go in and have a communal one, and this one teacher used to stand there and watch you go in there. And also, at the time, you were, like going for your pu- pubescent sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, you're changing. You're growing in from boys into men. So some had pubes, some yeah. didn't, and it was so embarrassing to do that. And there used to be a time where we used to go for like um, a long, if you like a country run.
2: Oh, the um, so the the, 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 well, the cross country. Oh God, I used to hate oh, the cross country, Jules. The I used
6: to hate it. It was torture. a dreaded thing, wasn't it? Dreaded thing. But oh. we used to know. There used to be, like, a shortcut you'd go through. Yeah. We used to cook, but you used to go back and you have to wet your hair so it like you'd, you'd have a shower. So this certain teacher... Yeah. ...thought that you'd have a shower. Otherwise, if you if your hair weren't wet, it'd go, get back in the shower, get back yeah. in the shower.
2: Now, we had a, a teacher like that, um, <clears throat> a sports teacher like that, who would make us... We had to walk around the communal shower, like, three times or something. We had to, we had to get wet hair and stuff. Um... And I think he may have looked in on us. I think he might have watched this times, but I don't think. I don't think that my sports teacher was getting jollies out of it. Y- you know, I don't think he was getting turned on by it. I think he was just a bit strict and a bit efficient. I certainly don't think he was. He was. He was getting thing. But do you, do you think your you, this fella was? Um... No, I don't.
6: I, I, no, I, I don't. I, I don't know. Right. It was just mm-hmm. for the fact that he was the one who made us do it. Yeah. The other two. <clears throat> I'm, in, I'm not going to say no, because I know all the No, you don't say name, yeah. Names, names, yeah. No, I won't say no, but it was just the fact is that this one was major every time. He was so strict to doing it, saying, you have to do that, you have to stand it, And he stood there, and the other two couldn't be asked. They were basically going in there yeah. and going back in a little... There's a little bit. Yes, yeah, so they had a little room, didn't they? Yes, they
2: did yeah, have they a little have room. Yeah, they had a little room. And i th- I never forget the little room <laughs> in the sports block for the teachers. Yes. They had... Yep. Um, um, in ours, they had a poster. I never I never forget this. And, of course, as, as young boys, we would love, well, you know, sort of teenagers, we'd love to go and look at this poster. It was a poster of, um, like a naked man, but a hot naked girl in the... Sh- no. You couldn't see it, but they are having a shower together. And it said, Save water, shower with a friend. Beautiful!
6: We used to love you that one. We didn't have that one, but, but the, <laughs> the, the good ones were, was, I don't going to say his name, but one was like, um, because I used to like, uh... Uh, what's it called? Uh, hockey. Yep. At school. Hockey yep. was brilliant at school. Fabulous. Football. But the one that used to watch her was the one who used to play rugby. The used who be like the rough and tumble and stuff. Right, right. And he was the one who was the one when you have to be in a shower, and you have to do this. It might be because he was more regimental, I don't know, but um, it was just like, at the time, it, it didn't feel that creepy. It was just like, I just don't want... Him to watch me go, yeah, out, but yeah. It was the fact, that, like, I want to get in there so nobody else can see you, yeah. Because you were, cause you were going through puberty and shit. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, is 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 weird? It, it, I mean, the whole thing is. Um is I'm 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 not trying to justify what the guy did, but you know uh, r- the rugby culture is slightly different from other sports, and that it's totally, all yeah. it's all blokes. You, I mean, the thing about um, they always say, well, you don't get violence at rugby matches. No, you don't, but you get blokes that will go to the bar afterwards and put their testicles in a glass of whiskey, and then everyone will drink it. You know, they'll do that kind of stuff as as a bit of a laugh, which I've never got that. the psychology of of doing that kind of stuff.
6: I've heard worse than that, mate. I always used to play darts, and he should be okay with darts, right? Okay. I went to this rugby club, and when we were there, we were playing darts, and the rugby bloke was there, and what they'd done was basically went, all right, we'll give you a fiver each, give you a fiver each. All right. And he went in, he went in the toilet. Yeah. Okay. And he, Just watch your he
2: language, as you tell. Them. Just
6: you watch No, your... no, Now, he, no, he was sick in a pint glass, and he went up and gave this bloke, and the bloke drank a pint of his sick for a fiver.
2: I drank other people's spit once... Oh, you didn't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, wasn't lots of spit, because you can't really make a lot of spit. But this was when you I was like... You can't
6: do that, though.
2: Huh? How could you do that? This was pre-Space um, AIDS and all of that. Well, no, it wasn't, actually. It was at the height of it. Oh, God. Um, but we were all virgins. Because um, when I was 17 and I was absolutely steaming, it was in the Wheat Sheaf pub. Um, where the Wheat sheaf pub, where, where, which is all legitimate now, and it, I've driven, I drove past it the other day, and it looks like a wonderful, wonderful pub, but it was like a sort of music pub, and um, a lot of bikers went there and stuff, and I think things happened. Do you not
6: have no gag reflex at all? Oh yeah, it was
2: disgusting! Oh, it was horrible! Yeah, 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 it was horrible, but I was drunk! Did you not throw up? Nope. Someone did... You
6: actually drunk
2: that? Yeah, someone said, I bet you won't, I went, yeah, all right." I was that I was that kind of guy. I was a no how, how much money? Nothing. For if, nothing? If you're doing it for money, Jules, you're doing it wrong. That's my philosophy. <laughs> <laughs>
6: <laughs> but uh, anyway, one other thing. Yeah. Go on. One other thing as well. Um you're getting Tony Robinson on, yes soon.
2: Uh, we've got Tony Robinson is coming into the... St- Sir Tony Robinson, I forgot, He's coming into the studio Monday. He's going to sit with me and I'll, I'll, I'll check he's OK with the periscope and we'll have the periscope on. And
6: Have you listened to to Richard um podcast with him? No, I haven't,
2: but you're the second person uh, that suggested I should.
6: It's quality. Is it good? And I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, I'll, it totally changes your view. Not the view of him, because you think he's just like um, an old sort of gazer, and he's done... The old time team, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. He, he is quality. Oh, he no, mate, brilliant. listen. His you book, will have so much fun with it. His
2: book, right, and I'm not just saying this because if I read a rubbish book, we won't get a guest on, right? And I'll, and I'll say it. Right. Right. His book is, I'm about uh, a third of the way through it, is. Absolutely hilarious, right? Right. And he talks about smoking dope and about going tripping in Africa. And um, he used to be friends. He's done so much. He's done everything. He used to be friends when he was a kid. When he was a kid, he was friends with um, Steve Marriott from The Small Faces. He smoked his first ever fag in Ichiku Park with Steve Marriott.
6: And he knows so many. Other people like Spielberg and shit and all that crap. Yeah, just keep
2: watch this, just watch your language, Jules. That's the third S bomb you dropped, which I'm I'm all right with. Just, no, 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 just, just yeah. Sorry, uh, yeah, no, no, he's he's, uh, he's absolutely brilliant. And the book is is um it, I think it's called No Cunning Plan. Is that what it's called? I think I mean, I've got it. In a minute. Yes, yeah. um, Tony Robinson, No it's Cunning enough. Plan. It's if you're thinking yeah. of getting, what am I going to get my dad or my sister or br- get this? It's absolutely <laughs> every page has had me has, had me, has had, at least had me chuckling. Jules, thank you for that, mate. I'm glad you, uh, you, you, you you got something from that show the other day because it was a tough one to do. Um, Jules goes, a line is free, dear listener. 0344 499 This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee. On air and
0: off the lake. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
2: Um, um, where's... In um in Oliver, musical Oliver, Right, I don't know it. <coughs> Whereabouts would I find the bit where he says, please, sir, can I have some more? Where, come in there, Kath, because I can't hear you. I, I want to try and find the bit where... Um... Please, sir, can I have some more, sir? Whack that mic on it. it right near the beginning. Oh, is it right near the beginning?
13: Yeah.
2: Is it, would it be before food, Gloria's food?
13: It's around that.
2: OK, because I want to find... Um... There's a specific bit. I'm about to spend money on it, right? Oh, I, why? Well, because I want to play one one bit from the 1960 um, thing. It's not well, gonna... Seekham. No. Can someone he wasn't in the nineteen sixty one? Wasn't he? Nope. Uh, can someone who knows the um um what's it called? Oliver soundtrack well. Can you tell me what bit what what song would I need to purchase off of iTunes for um me to play the bit where he goes, please sir. May I have some more, sir? May I have some I more. I want gr- some more, he oh, says. God, please, sir, can I please sir. I want some more, sir. I'm very hungry. I'm an orphan boy, sir. So have that, you little so sower. Slaps him down, puts him in his place.
13: More, he but, says. No,
2: no, no, I'm, I'm interpreting it. All right. Um, I'm doing my own... Um...
13: You were enjoying that a little bit too much.
2: Yeah, I you? was, actually, I was. Well, it, that, the, the fella talking about uh, murdering a, the passive-aggressive and, and chopping his head off, that's kind of... Let's be honest, we've all... We've all fantasised. Well, I... I'm about that, haven't we? That that specific scenario.
13: I thought being passive aggressive yeah. was the more polite way of being aggressive.
2: Look at these. Well, uh, that's fine. Uh, look, no one, um, no one knows. All right, I'm going to buy. I don't know it. Is it? Was it before food? Oh, come on, f-
13: Oliver. Oliver, Never Before Has a Boy Wanted More. It's just, just before, before that one. Uh, let, me,
2: let me talk to the, the gay member of the team. Hi, Ed. How's it going? Where is it? It's just before that song that kept... Kath... So, just before Oliver. Just before Oliver. Just before Oliver. All right, hang on. <laughs>
13: All
2: right, it okay. better be, because this is 79 pence.
13: No, you're buying Oliver. You want
2: to, want the, to buy the one before. Well, no, no, no. no one... I think it's, bet- I think it's yeah, just yeah, yeah. before Oliver. Oh, so it's either The End of Food, Glorious Food or The Beginning, or the beginning of, Oliver. of Oliver. Well, which one is it?
13: I don't know because Oliver is a reaction I to buy that two, request. I buy two,
2: then that's two seventy-nine pences. Mm. Let's buy Oliver first. Um, trust me, it'll be worth it, guys. Will you say that? Um, no, I didn't. I didn't buy it. Let's buy Oliver. Um, don't look. I'm typing in my password.
13: Well, I know what it'll be.
2: Yeah, you do actually. Um, accessing access accessing it now there's one bit. This is, this is the original. Oh, for crying out loud. Everything is so slow. By the way, we've got no calls lined up, guys. If you want to um, call um, 0344 499 Is this show jollier for everyone? This is I a jollier it's quite show.
13: quite jolly, apart from the dismemberment. No, that was
2: the jolly bit. <laughs> that was the jolly bit, wasn't it, Ed? Well, it was a little bit jolly morbid. My um, sister saw the monkeys in Auckland. At a, a tear centre.
14: Pardon? yeah
2: yeah just, yes yeah uh, in auckland last night <laughs> any good they loved it oh, good and good. It, here's the thing here's the thing right because my sister used to tease me um because for liking the monkeys she liked the Beatles. I like the monkeys it was the sixties all over again in the eighties in the house um and here's the thing i've uh, the conclusion I've come to everybody eventually likes the monkeys
13: there's very little not to like yeah. about the monkeys yeah i everybody can I tell you something as an older sister yeah she didn't give it monkeys about the music oh it was just getting one over oh on you. no
2: i get that no i get that i get that hang on a minute this might be it, is it oh here we go listen to these footsteps like the footsteps yeah do you like the footsteps listen to the footsteps the footsteps are important In the original nineteen sixty. tony robinson you and just... tony robinson doing the walking it's I... not him doing the singing because he, he was he was only in the background but on the day that they were recording the album the guy, the kid that played oliver um had trainers on <laughs> and tony robinson had cuban heels on and Brilliant. so they got him to do the walking i love that fact and the book is full of stuff like that
13: that fact just cost you 75 pence. 79 pence. And do you know what? It, it was, was worth, worth it.
2: it. It was worth it because I'm going to play this. When he comes in, I'm going to say, right, we're going to...
13: Do, do you remember this? this?
2: It's Tony Robinson. Oh. Isn't that funny? Please? Then we stop there because we don't need that. Um, <laughs> that's what I'm going to do this weekend is I'm going to get loads of clips <laughs> like that. From ta- and do you know what? We'll, we'll try and do the whole interview without mentioning um, Blackadder. As, mm. as we, we have fun. Um, I, I, don't think, I don't think I've ever mentioned Blackadder in an interview. So let's see if we can do it for one more interview. Um, um,
13: can we run it through GFS?
2: <laughs> hang on, let's have one more. This is Tony Robinson as a child in the recording studio. in his Cuban eels. <laughs> <laughs> I love it! And the whole book, <laughs> the whole book is like that. It's hilarious. And I, I, all these little silly little trivial things, it'll just kind of throw away. And, Brilliant. Uh, it's just, it's honestly, it's such a good book. You're never quite sure with um, with celebrity autobiographies, um, you know, if they're going to be a bit... bit, bit um, um, I want to ask about this picture as well. It's it's him in, like, a caftan holding a parrot. Um, but you're never quite sure if if these books are going to be a bit, you know... And then I did this, and that was great. And then I did this, and it was great. It, it, it's not... It's really dirty. And I mean that in a kind of dingy... Sort of um, dingy sort of way. It's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. It's a, Do you know what? I'm so joy. relieved
13: because he's been a delightful correspondent to me.
2: Well, it's all because of Mike, a uh, uh, performance ring, yeah. who got him to to come on the phone and be interviewed. You know, and um, uh, and it's it, it, it's led to to this moment, this moment in time, the playing of Tony Robinson in Cuban Heels. <laughs> We'll try and get him to recreate that on Monday. <laughs> Can I just point out, so that kid did nothing in the movie, because they dubbed us singing no, as no, well. That's
13: not the movie, that's from the stage play. That's from the,
2: that's from the 1960 stage play. Oh, OK. Then there was a 1963 stage play. Then that in London, in the West End, and with Seacomb. Then that transferred to um, uh, Broadway. And, of course, who played the Artful Dodger in, in the Broadway version? He was, Phil Collins. No, 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 no. He, was he on did the, play him. Yeah, yeah. It, it, no, he was... Um, um, uh, and the cast of the, of the Broadway musical, including this young young man, appeared on the se- very same episode of the Ed Sullivan show that the Beatles played on, that that, that, that blew the world apart. Davy Jones, <laughs> oh. of course. David Jones was the artful Dodger. And then, of course, he went on to be the Monkees and Tony Robinson went to be in Blackadder. So. But I'm
13: not misremembering that, that Phil Collins was the Dodger at one point, wasn't he?
2: Um. Yeah, I think so. I know he was on Ernie when they did the Tommy the Musical in about 1989.
13: Because didn't his mum used to run a, a, a stage school?
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, he was. He was a yeah. He was um, a stage school kid. I've not got round to reading the the, the Phil Collins. Well, he's book, not yet. written back to us. No. So he can stick it. Um, Andy. How are you, Ian? Hello, Andy.
6: How are you doing, mate? I'm all right. Thank you very much indeed. What have you got for us, boss? Yeah, no, just uh, ringing you up about advent calendars, to be oh, honest. Yeah. Oh, yeah, go on. Yeah, I mean, when I was a kid, we used to just have the uh, doors that we'd uh, open up and just see the pictures. But now, with my two kids, we have, like, uh, little pockets that we have to buy things for and put them things for. And, uh, yeah, it's just kind of getting a bit more of a trial than uh, when... even you going into uh, central London. When did
2: the like a picture of a candle or a picture of a donkey behind a door, when did that stop being exciting? Because... I remember it being the most thrilling thing in the world when the advent calendars went up. They went up on the, uh, um, I don't remember in the first house, but when I was 11, we moved. They went up on the, 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 the door that led to the downstairs toilet and uh, it was the most thrilling thing in the world, Andy. I know, I know what you mean. It's uh, almost like the magic of Christmas got spoiled yeah. by uh, chocolate. Bloody Nestle, isn't it? Nestle and Cadbury's—they ruined no, it.
13: But it wasn't them at first, was it? With the um, chocolate um, advent ha- calendars, they it were always it. kind of dodgy, like
2: market market do- chocolate, do- doggy
13: style chocolate, doggy
2: style chocolate, <laughs> doggy style, dog
13: chocolate, doggy style. Well, I quite like the
2: sound of doggy style chocolate. I My- don't. That sounds disgusting. <laughs> it's not as exciting as you think. Um, yeah. No. I, I, we actually, we've got a new thing, right? Because we've—I think it's Swedish. Because we've got, um, my sister-in-law is Swedish, and so she sent us this thing called, um, your girls would like this, actually, Elf on a Shelf. Oh,
13: I've got it. Have you got it? Yeah. The Elf on a Shelf. He's called Philip.
2: Um, um, oh, ours is called, um... It's American. Ours is called something like Bruce or something. The boys call yeah, it you Bruce. you have
13: to name them yourself.
2: And what he does, Andy, right, Yeah. is, um, you have to, in the morning, you have to find where the Elf on the Shelf is, and he could be, um, doing push-ups with the dollies. Yeah, Spying. It could be reading the book. Sometimes he's naughty and he unravels a whole toilet roll. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the boys. So have, you, have you done that before? Then yeah, for Cass? years. Oh, We've really? I, yeah,
13: my sister used oh. to live in America. It's a thing over there, and she sent. I Hope the kids aren't listening now because they think he's real.
2: Literally, no one's listening. I've seen the figures.
13: <laughs> <laughs> um, he's been yeah, he's been in our household for about three Christmases now. Yeah, and uh, Philip, his name is.
2: Okay, uh, uh, the boys called him like something like Bruce Banana or. Um, well, maybe because they've been watching. Here's the thing, Andy. The yeah. in- Incredible Hulk, right? When he's uh-huh. not the Incredible Hulk, what's his name? Uh, it's uh, Bruce Banner. Is Do- it Bruce Banner? Doctor. Yeah, but yeah, Is it Bruce Banner or David Banner? Oh, because sometimes it, both are right. Both sound right, don't they? Well, I think that he did change with the uh,
6: programme. You know, in the eighties, with uh, mm. Lou Ferrigno.
2: Lou Ferrigno and um um the um, um who's the guy? Oh, uh, God, what's his name? No, not Patrick Duffy, but it does look like it him. looked, it looked like, like him. He played the magician as well in a series called The Magician. Um, oh, God. A- I
13: Ice Blue Eyes. He was,
2: that's it? Yeah, I remember he was his a good actor. He died, he died quite young. Um, oh, God, what was his name?
6: Oh, that's going to annoy me now. Hang on a minute. Here.
2: David! David! Hello? Oh. Okay. The guy that played <laughs> the Incredible Hulk, or, or Dr. David Bruce Banner, in the yeah. a, in the 80s TV series. It, i I remembered it david stand down david stand down david stand (laughs) down david it was bill bixby
13: right he was the the only one i ever saw because um i didn't watch the bits where he went green they were too scary
2: oh i used to love it we still love the hulk and um then mark ruffalo played him in a film they do anyway i'm I'm Mm. boring myself now um anything else andy no, that's it, mate. It's lovely to talk to you. Nice to talk to you, mate. Thank you very much, David. Stay there. I'll come to you in a second. You'll be up next. Oh uh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. The
0: Wild Man of Late Night Radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone
2: number, David. Hello, Ian. Hello, David. What you got for us?
10: Uh, well, I've, I've, I've rang in a couple of times now. Um, I'm a paranormal investigator, and uh, on both occasions, uh, your assistant, Lady Catherine, has uh, inquired about whether I've witnessed a succubus. Well, is, this da- is this David Babcock? Babcock? Can David I, Babcock. yeah.
13: Can, can I just
2: Babcock? B- Babcock. David, I'm so we struggle with your. I don't know, David Babcock. <sighs> B A B C O C K. Babcock. Sorry, I thought you were bad cock. Can Who's I... bad cock? Good cock? Bad cock? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that film.
13: Can I just raise one point, And it's it's really petty, but I'm going to say it. I'm not Ian's assistant. I'm his boss.
2: Well, well, you, uh, mean,
13: d-
10: technically uh, you're not. Well,
2: but, um, uh,
10: have you ever um, met a succubus? Well, I haven't, and I just thought I'd, I'd explain what one is if if you'd like me to continue. Oh, I know what one is.
2: Oh, I'd, I'd love you to continue. Have you ever been covered in ectoplasm? Uh, yeah? Can I
10: just continue, please? Would you answer the question? Well, I, well, well yes. I knew it. That must have been upsetting. Well, it was very much so. I don't want to talk about it. Bad cock? A, it's
13: a very persistent stain.
10: No. A succubus <laughs> is... A demon in female form. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Who takes eat, the form. I'm going to eat some nuts of, while you're talking. Well, you might want to just wait. Oh. Who takes the form of a woman mm-hmm. in order to seduce men. <laughs> yep. Usually through uh, activity.
2: Through what? Through Sorry. what? I missed a bit uh, there. The phone went a bit funny. Through what? It was activity. I don't want to say the word. Paranormal activity, like the series of movies. Sexual.
10: (gasps) What the heck? Right, and I'll carry on. No. Now, this is is where it gets really filthy. Oh. According to the Malayus Malaviricarium. Pardon? The Malayus Malaviricarium. Yeah. Or, which is Hammer. Yeah. Written by Heinrich Kramer.
2: Yep, yeah, I know it well.
10: Doris. A succubus yes. collects semen from the men she seduces. Wow! You can say the words. Listen, if it is, if this is science, then we're allowed to say
2: semen, spath. All these we're allowed to say the medical words for it.
13: Don't think that's a medical word. Semen is. Oh.
10: Uh, a sed- a succubus yes collects collects the love juice from the men she seduces. Love juice is that,
2: that I think that demeans the act slightly, David. Semen. No, you're just being gratuitous.
10: Well, you, you told me to say
2: it. A yeah, yeah, but we got the point the first Cops. time around. You didn't yeah, say I it keep again. Keep saying it over oh. and over.
10: The male version of a succubus.
13: Incubus. Show off.
2: Well, is it incubus or show off, guys? I'm out of my depth here. Which one is the
10: male version? Incubus. Thank you. Then uses the semen. Mm. To impregnate human females. Now, I'm just worrying why um, Lady Catherine is so uh, obsessed with succubi.
13: No, I'm just aware of them, and I thought you could probably do with one. You know, for your records.
10: Your horny ghost uh, records. I do not. Con- I, 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 I do not see ghosts in that way. I am not. Come w- on, w- man! W- you
2: must have seen a fit ghost because people are fit, right? And then they die. And the ghost come back sexy. That must happen. What's was the sexiest ghost you've ever seen. What was his
10: name? I I have seen one attractive. What would what someone called an, an attractive ghost? Yep. What What were they called? <laughs> what the, does, is the name important? Yes, it yes. is important. I want to build a mental image. What was the What was it called? Marjorie Ramsbottom.
2: And describe her to me.
10: Well, well, uh, well. She, was, she had a she had a she had a a, sh- a shapely shapely bosom. Yeah, quite shapely indeed. Yep, yep.
2: But you would love to um, touch the shapely
13: ghost bosom,
2: wouldn't
10: you? <laughs> well, I don't know if you if you're up on the paranormal, but touching a ghost is uh, <laughs> it's, not, it's not easy.
2: They can make and, themselves uh,
10: solid. Her bottom was vast.
2: Oh. Like
10: two mountains. I, I don't want to get get into. No, this.
2: no. It's you a know? bit seedy. But basically, you you've you've um you've pleasured yourself at home. Thinking about a dead woman—that is disgusting, David. People like you are what's wrong with the paranormal thing. You think it's okay to masturbate to a dead woman? No, I'm sorry, David. That is—that uh, is just a step too far, mate. That's
13: someone's ancestor. Yeah,
2: that is why, disgusting.
10: Why? 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 Why would you say such a thing? Because that's I what you've done, David.
2: To... David. David. Listen, you disgust me. You you are disgusting. You are the the worst kind of paranormal activity investigator. You're the kind that's not there for scientific research. You're there just for your your own sexual pleasure. You disgust me. You shouldn't be allowed to. I hope you don't work with um ghost children. Go
10: go uh, g- uh, no. I
2: think you should put the phone down, David.
10: Well, I I know I want to clear my name because the people down no. at the local. The Paranormal Investigators Club in my my village will be listening to this. Yeah, kind of I know exactly. Well.
2: And now they know the, the kind of sick, sick little deviant that you are. Well, where
10: do you, do you get where do you get this from exactly?
2: Because the fact that you um, lie at home in your filthy little flat, touching yourself, imagining dead women. I'm sorry, I'm, I don't. I, I, I don't I'm, wish to continue this be- conversation. That is disgusting.
13: No respect for the dead there. respect for the dead. Let her rest in peace. It's like um.
2: When you go to a, a cemetery, don't step on the graves. No. When you go ghost hunting, don't get um don't start knocking one out to a dead woman. No. It's just not
13: it really is. It's impolite, isn't it? It
2: is impolite. Absolutely outrageous.
13: I mean she's a tormented soul, she's not there for his viewing pleasure.
2: Speaking of dead people mm. Dennis Good evening. Hey. <laughs> oh, hey. you're sounding
5: full of vim and vigour. Well I was in the Royal Navy, so I've got very able seamen. Oh, oh. for god. Sake. straight in why not <laughs> why
2: not indeed dennis what are they going to do but
5: P- send you to prison no 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 because when i did it it was always in the dark so it oh. may have been oh. a ghost okay okay it, okay. okay.
2: so dennis what have you um w- what have you called him for tonight apart from making us all feel uncomfortable
5: Just a little bit no yeah? i ordered eight boxes of fairy russia chocolate for the ladies of my family <laughs> class eight and a great big box arrived, massive box, yeah. nothing on the inside, nothing on the house, no paperwork, no. with 14 boxes of bloody...
13: Oh. Gosh, when did you become the ambassador?
5: Well, no, I, so I got onto him, like the decent bloke I am. I said, I'm only paying for eight. I said, send me a box and a uh, return slip and all them So she said, right, she went away. The boss said, you can't return them because now we can't sell them on. But no. So would you accept them as a gift? Oh. You must be daft. Of course I will. So all my people are going to get double boxes this year. And it's not cost me a penny.
2: <laughs> Did you pay for any of them? Did you get them all free or just the extra ones free?
5: No, no, as far as I know, they, I, I paid, I think, £132 it would cost me.
2: Sorry, what? £132 on Ferrero Rocher?
5: <laughs> yeah, well, anyway. <laughs> I wonder you've got that many free. Geez. I, I looked in the bank balance. They paid the thing in and then taken it out straight away back to me. Oh. So as far as I know, I have paid nothing. I don't mind paying for the eight, but I'm not paying for twenty-four. One hundred
2: and thirty-two pounds for eight boxes of Ferrero Rocher. Yeah, that Thanks. seems that well, that seems a lot of money. Six
5: pounds odd. But
13: eighty.
2: <laughs> well, hang on. Six. Get pounds. your
5: calculator out here. Hang on a minute. Let me Is get it... me cal- So, hang on a second. Divide one hundred and thirty-two by twenty-six. Twenty. Sorry, twenty-four. You bought eight. I only ordered eight.
2: Well, that's... No, that's £1,000. I've, I've, I've done... Hang on. No, it's 132 not. divided by eight. That works out at £16.50 a box, you
5: pudding. Well, whatever it was, that's what they were charging anyway. How many are in a box? There, you know, there was, oh, they came in threes, but there was never... Well, you mean how many... So 25. 25 rush in each box. <laughs>
2: That works out at 66 pence per Ferrero Rocher. That's insane. I wouldn't be surprised they're very
5: expensive.
2: Well, no. yeah. I th- where did you get them from? Garards. Well,
13: well. <laughs> <laughs>
5: no, I got them from uh, Amazon.
13: Well,
2: well, 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 well.
5: Anyway, that was, I looked at my bank balance and they'd taken the 132 and immediately put it back.
2: Well get your you fingers crossed Dennis because maybe they've done uh, maybe they've done a nice thing maybe you got them all for free well, be good, I mean it?
5: a couple of years ago I bought an expensive watch during Black Week and there's something like 200 odd pounds for the watch that came down to 110, 130 something like that Yeah, and uh, they accepted my uh, thing and everything I agreed that I bought it and never charged me for them
9: wow.
13: who are you leaving your watch to?
5: Oh, my children, I should think.
13: Can I ask, Dennis?
2: I've
5: got that many watches
2: I After speaking to um, David Babcock... Yes. Um, And you, you keep getting stuff and no one's charging you.
5: Yes. Are you a ghost? No, I'm not. Maybe you died like ten years ago and you and I don't know. You, I shouldn't think so. The fun I'm having at the moment is no way I'm dead. Wow, wow i spent a gorgeous ten days in hospital.
13: Oh, no.
2: Please.
5: Four of us in the, four of us in a room. I was the only sane one there.
15: Wow, that's terrible. The
5: three were crackers.
13: Well, no. you think that. Yeah.
5: Oh, but I, they were talking in the middle of the night. I was laughing my head off, listening and talk, talking to each other. Well, They're saying, What's one said, I've been in here 16 days and nobody's come to see me. I said, you bloody fool, you only came in last night. No, well. If and if another you're... one said somebody'd stolen He it it was 93 and somebody'd stolen his motorcycle. No.
2: Uh, well, Dennis, if you're the sane one in there, God help us all. I nice, know, I know. Nice to talk to you, mate. Take care. Oh, 3 44 four, four, nine, nine, Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional
1: conversation.
7: Make contact with Ian Lee.
2: Late
1: night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking.
2: Evening, dear listener. Oh, 03 four, 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 nine, nine, a late-night funny show where you can call in about absolutely anything you want, apart from Trump and Brexit. Because it's boring, man! Unless, unless, here's the challenge for you old guys. Um, And it is mainly men that want to talk about Trump and Brexit. Um, uh, Unless you can say something completely new and original that so far has been missed from the debate. You can't. You can't. Um but um yeah 0344 499, 1000 and some people have got in touch recently and I, I I kind of agree with them with caveats that the show's got a little bit heavy recently I hope you would um think that tonight's not got um um heavy I'm 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 trying um it's still really early days for the show sorry I'm I'm um sucking on some nuts Um, it's still really early days for the show And and I'm just, I'm still Finding, April, May, June, July August, September, October, November It's still only eight months, eight and a half months So I'm still kind of Getting my bearing as to what the show is And, um, you know Sometimes we're heading in the right direction Then we veer off to the left a bit And I have to kind of recalibrate And we head in the right direction Then we veer off to the right a bit Um, and it has been a bit heavy recently And that's not a bad thing that's not a bad thing. That's not um, criticism of any of the callers or anything like that. It's partly got a bit heavy because I feel like absolute tosh at the moment. I feel terrible at the moment. Absolutely terrible. Um, but I, I am aware that you lot don't want to hear about that every single day because that isn't, um, you know, <laughs> that's boring. Every single day. Oh, my life is miserable. No, no, no. Well, you know, I am miserable and... Um, You know, getting out of bed is an effort. Um, But uh, uh, um, perhaps I've been banging on about that a little bit too much. And that's absolutely fine. So we're going to try and find a a better balance. I'm not going to... If people want to phone in and talk about being depressed or being an alcoholic or whatever, fine, you're all welcome. The thing is, okay, everybody is welcome to call in this show about absolutely anything they want. There are very few reasons that we would turn people away. And in a year's time, we'll have a lot more callers, and it'll be a bigger pool of people, and there'll be more stories. And Kath can be a little bit more creative in terms of when she kind of racks up callers for me and who she will suggest should go after and before other people and becomes a bit more of um, a patchwork bedspread. a little bit lost in that metaphor um so it's still really early days you know and we're still um um we could still do with more callers even though this show gets more callers than any other show on talk radio by a country mile we could still do with more um so if you don't like it stick it up your bum basically is what I'm trying to say I don't know what I'm trying to say I'm trying to say It has been quite heavy recently. I have been aware it's been quite heavy recently, and I've been questioning um, what to do about it and how to shape that and how to shape my head and all these kind of things. And um, the answer is I don't have an answer. But I still think that this show is the best thing that's on the radio at this time of night. Totally, totally unique and um, someone else said to me well they they like the show cuz they don't know what they're going to get when they turn it on whereas with other radio stations thank you can you know exactly what you're going to get um you, you go go come back in, in a little bit yeah with other radio stations you know exactly what you're going to get when you turn it on you're going to get black cabs you're going to get brexit you're going to get um you know the nhs you those kind of things um and by treading a new path, and a unique path, and a lonely path. Um, I'm not always going to get it right, and you're not always going to get what you want. But I'm okay with that. You okay with that? Yep. Yeah? Good. All right. We'll continue. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Ben. Ben. No, I'm Ben. You're Ian. That's correct. <laughs> Yeah,
11: hello. Hello, Ian. How are you? I, I,
2: love, I love that when that happens. When the, And it happens quite a lot on phone and radio. When the you go to call it, and we'll go to Richard now. Hello, Richard. Hello, Richard. No, yeah. it happens so much. It's one of my favourite, favourite phenomenons dun, dun, <laughs> na, 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 on phone and radio. So um, don't feel silly, even though it's a silly thing to do. Yes, Ben, what have you got for us?
11: Was that a weird um, subconscious thing? Because last time I spoke to you, you mentioned my friend Richard. It's Boomhauer, Ben.
2: Oh, it's Ben! <laughs> can we put after after his name? Can we type Boomhauer, please? So I remember, I had um for that right. For that, this will mean nothing to you, but but I I was kind of in a silly band called Boomhauer X, and um, we played like <coughs> classic rock songs sung in Japanese by a Japanese girl, and we had a horn section, and Ben was. Was part of the part of the horn section, um, and last time we spoke, I think I had a rehearsal with Spencer and Matt, the other people in the band, ah, like the, ne- yeah, the yeah. next day or two days after, and um, we were looking at pictures of you on Facebook. Oh, oh, god! Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's the thing now. That's the, that's one of the many many problems. Dan and Carl, stay there. I'll come to you in a bit. But that's one of the many problems of the world now. Is you can mention someone's name. And within thirty seconds, you can see pictures of their kids and pictures of them as as children, and find out. And um, we were because I think M- Matt, the drummer, is friends with you on Facebook, so he was um, showing it's possible showing you, showing us what you've been up to.
11: How you doing, man? You're right. I'm very well, man. I'm very well, and um, you know, so. What did I... I, ph- I phoned for a reason. No, it doesn't matter.
9: Phoned. We don't
2: need Well, no, maybe we need I a should be phoning with
11: no reason, and maybe that's the way forward.
2: Well, it's, it's what I'm trying to cultivate with this show, uh, is to... Because people often, ph- when they phone in, they feel they've got... The, I, I heard someone, I was listening I was listening to James Whale on the way in, and then when it went to some adverts, I flipped over to LBC, and uh, Clive Bull is on there, who is uh, an absolute hero to me. I think he is the best radio broadcaster in this country. And um, just as I got out of the car, I was getting out of the car, this guy, we were talking about the NHS, and this guy said, well, Clive, um, I'm a paramedic, and I've called him with nine points to make. And Clive Ball went, nine? You've got nine points? (laughs) Yes, I've got nine points. Shall I continue? And there's nothing worse when people... This is why people do it. People say, "I've I've got three points, I've got five points, I've got four points I want to make. And what that means is... They've now set out their stall so that it makes it harder for the host after two to go, well, thanks for calling. let's go on to our next caller because it it then makes the host look a little bit rude and uh, and people do it to me, and i will I will still cut them off. I don't care if I look rude or not, but uh, it's it's a weird thing that people think I've got to have points, or sometimes you get ben you'll get people that have written it down what they want to say. Oh God! And they read it. They read it, and you got. You, and it sounds like you know. It, 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 you, you can always tell when someone's reading something because there's no. We're talking, and there's inflection in our voice, and it's going up and down. And I'm, I'm. You know, I'm genuinely excited because we, we haven't seen each other for years and all of this stuff. But if if I were reading it, it would be oh, look, Ben has called him. Ben, I haven't <laughs> spoken to you for years. What did it say there? For years. It's not, yeah, you know, and, it's, and people do this. So, I like the idea, and it freaks people out. But I like the idea that they can phone in with nothing if they want, and they'll still get, um, they'll still get a bit of airtime.
11: Well, I, I was not fishing for airtime, and there was no reason to phone other than say hello, and to let you know I have been listening oh. and enjoying the show immensely. Oh. I think. Um, You know, I've been catching up with you on Twitter and people have been saying it's been a misery fest, blah, 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 blah. And um, I say, keep doing what you're doing, man. Plough your furrow. Do what you're doing. I just caught the the Cub Club thing with the Keith guy. And, you know, it was... I mean, it's your story, but it was real and it was gripping... And I was completely absorbed, and I was in it, and I was following you, man, and just do your thing and forget the naysayers, man. Just do your thing, bro. Thank you, Ben. That's what I wanted to say. The other thing I did, and although, like I said, I didn't really think phone was a thing, but obviously I phoned you a few weeks ago. Yeah. I'd gone to see a gig, and it was awesome. Who was it? Um, My friend's band called Flying Machines. They're this great jazz band. And what was awesome is there's this ba- this this um, venue called the Vortex.
2: Now, wait, that rings a bell. How do, Where is that? I know that. Yeah, it's uh, oh, Christ, uh, Deptford. Okay. Deptford
11: Way. Yeah, yeah. And what was awesome is it's a late night gig, and they were like, "You can bring a kid," because. Wow. I, I think when I knew you, I don't. I, can't, I don't think I had a kid. No, you now didn't I have kids, kid. Yeah, no. We, I've seen and pictures of them I'm like looking at pictures kids. of them last
2: week. I've got two little boys. Yeah,
9: yeah.
11: <laughs> this is so weird, you know. My son. Uh, well, you've seen my son. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so they were like, bring your kid, and I took my kid to see this gig, and it was great. Anyway, the point was, at the time and why I phoned you, know, I never got to say it was. You know, I've kind of, I'm a musician part time in the, you know, on the side. Yeah, and I've kind of a bit lapsed at the moment, I haven't really been playing for a few months. And I was wondering about you, because obviously you were playing the bass and you're a good bass player.
2: Well, I was, no, I, I, you know, I can't do that thing with Spencer and Matt. It's we, When we have rehearsals, Spencer is a brilliant guitarist and Matt is an amazing drummer. And they'll start jamming and I can't do that. And I'm looking at Spencer's hands going, what, what chords, Spencer? what are the chords? And I, 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 I'm not, I'm, I, I, I had a few little tricks up my sleeve, but I was not. I'm uh, you know I'm, I'm quite robot we uh, we once did a gig right with the drummer you've got rid of my um out time with um the the drummer from cooler shaker because he's a mate of a yeah, mate. Yeah, really yeah. nice guy and a bloke called Paul Winterhart, he's such a nice bloke and such a good drummer and he said to me um you play the bass like a tv presenter and it made <laughs> sense it made sense to me you know but um listen Ben I have to go because I'm going to think have you got my you haven't got my phone number have you um, have you got a pen and paper? I'm not going to give you my phone number on the air. That would be stupid. But let me give you my email. Send me an email and I'll, we'll swap numbers.
11: Yeah, where is it? I'm going to guess that it's ian...
2: At ianlee.com. There we go. Send me an oh, email. Sorry, I just,
11: i just realised I'm i I'm rabbiting on and people don't know what the hell we're talking about. Oh, no, about forget it. That's, that's just what it's,
2: no, this is what it's about, man. This is what I want it to be, a, a kind of a, a drop-in centre. So uh, send me an email and um, we'll swap numbers and we'll meet up. Of course, and just, just to finish off, before you go, I know
11: you've got to go, but that was the two things I wanted to say to you. Music and
2: walking, mm. good. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. And if all other callers can just sum up their calls in four words, that will be awesome. Ben, I, I, I hate to cut you off, but I've got to hit the news, otherwise I'll be in trouble. Thank you so much. Send me an email, man. And um, we'll meet up. That was nice, is not it? That? that was nice. You guys don't mind that, do you? Of course you don't. Uh,
0: Dan, Kyle, stay there. Come to you after this. Across the UK, online and on DAB.
1: The wild man of late night radio is back.
14: Differently interesting nocturnal emissions from a legend of late night
10: radio.
0: Ian Lee on air and off the leash. On Sork Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
15: Hi there, nice to be with you. Happy you could stick around. Like to introduce Legs Larry Smith, drums, and Sam Spoon's rhythm pole, and Vernon Dudley Bohay No bass guitar, and Neil Innes piano. Come in Rodney Slater on a saxophone, with Roger Ruskin Spear on tenor sax. Hi Vivian Stanchel, trumpet. Big hello to Big John Wayne xylophone and Robert Morley guitar, Billy Butlin spoons, and looking very relaxed, Adolfo on vibes. Nice. Princess Anne on sousaphone. <laughs> Introducing Liberace, clarinet With Garner Ted Armstrong on vocals Lord Snooty and his pals tap dancing In the groove with Harold Wilson, violin And Franklin McCormack on harmonica Over there, Eric Clapton, ukulele Hi, Eric On my left, a Kenneth Park, bass sax. Great honor, sir. Specially flown in for us, a Sessions Gorilla on Vox Humana. Nice to see Incredible Shrinking Man on Euphonium. Drop out with Peter Scott on Duck Call. Hearing from you later, Casanova on horn. Yeah, digging General Call on accordion. Really wild, General. Thank you, sir. Roy Rogers on trigger. Tune in wild man of on bongos. Can't the orchestra on triangle. Thank you. Great to hear the Rollinsons on trombone. Back from his recent operation, Dan Drop, hot. And representing the flower people, Quasimodo on bells. Wonderful to hear Brainiac on banjo. We welcome Baldunikin himself. as himself. Very appealing, Max Jaffer. Mmm, that's nice, Max. What a team, Zebra Kitten and Horace Bachelor on percussion a great favourite and a wonderful performer, all of us here, j The Rank on Garth.
2: I love that, I love that. <clears throat> oh, 0344, four. Four, that's the Bonzo Dog, Doodah Band. Um, the, the Neil Innes is coming on at some point, I keep um, emailing back and forth with his wife, but we, we, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get him on at some point. Boy, boy, wouldn't it have been a joy to have interviewed Viv Stanshaw, that would have been, um, would have been absolutely marvellous. Um, last hour of the show, late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We've got some calls lined up, but now will be an excellent time for you to call if you want to get on the air uh, tonight. Lion, hello, hello there. Hi, how's it going? Yeah, good, thank you. Good, good.
8: Uh, I've got a question for you. Yes. Have you ever heard of fracking?
2: Yes.
16: What do What are your thoughts on that?
2: I don't have any thoughts on fracking, really.
16: Really? Okay. Um, Well, I'm I'm what's currently known globally as as one of the protectors. Okay. Uh, Currently, I'm taking a night off at a friend's house because of the, well, weeks and weeks I've spent out in cold temperatures and um, protecting the land from from drillers, basically. Right. Uh, I don't know if you're aware that they've got uh, quite a few um, planned sites in this country where they want to drill through potentially aquifers um, and inject chemicals into the ground, which potentially will cause uh, not just water pollution. Um, this is states happened in Canada, it happened in Australia. And when they've done it, it caused. Um, Methane to seek out the ground in australia the the green MPs Jeremy, Jeremy Buckingham actually set fire to a river
2: um, I thought um, that was um I thought that was a myth the setting fire to a river
16: no 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 that that has happened right um no, currently i'm I'm part of a, a campus called leaf uh, it's on on Leith Hill which is
10: in surrey okay because i've got the guardian here i've
2: got the guardian here mm-hmm. um the headline on the Guardian: River on fire in Green Greens MP's video is natural, not fracking.
16: Um, I don't know. I don't know anywhere else in the world where you get natural methane seeping out of a river. The
2: CS. Who are the CSIRO? CSIRO. I've never heard of them. Okay. Let me stay there. Let me. Let me. Um... C-S-I-R-O. Let's see what that stands for. The Commonwealth Scientific and Industrial Research Organisation. Okay. The CSIRO has defended its independence after a Greens MP whose footage of burning methane on a Queensland river went viral, accused the government-funded research body of making excuses for the coal seam gas Jeremy Buckingham, a member of the New South Wales Parliament's upper house, posted the video which showed him lighting the surface of the river with a barbecue lighter... Um, 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 But Professor Damien Barrett, Research Director of the CSO's Onshore Gas Programme, insisted it was unlikely that the gas seep was linked to fracking in the region. So, it's not definite that that was fracking, is it?
16: Well, uh, I haven't I haven't read this, I haven't read this article, so I'm going to have to have a look.
2: Yeah, because um, it's not definite. Barrett said there was naturally occurring fissures in the rock in that part of the Darling Downs, where, owing to the coal beds being less than 100 metres from the surface, methane had been known to leak out. Okay, I'm going to look that up. The presence of the industry. This is a quote from him. Uh, there has not caused that crack to occur or that fault to occur. It's been there for aeons. The gas has probably been coming to the surface there for as long as people have been there. So um, it's not um, it, it, it's not definite that that's what caused it.
16: Okay, well, let me let me give you an eyewitness account of something that happened earlier this year. Okay, um, I don't know if you've heard of the Gatwick gusher. If it's... But you're, you're,
2: will you accept that the evidence that you've just given me, as in your list of evidence, is? Um, is actually open to debate. It's not a fact.
16: Uh, I'm going to have to do some more research.
2: But one of the first things that you mentioned to me um, <clears throat> it, it, it is, is not a fact. Well, I was
16: under the impression it was. So okay. Let me go on. Let let me let me give you some... But more within, 30
2: second, within 30 seconds of you saying it, it's something I've remembered in the back of my head, and I've gone to The Guardian and it's totally brought that into question. Did you not think of Googling it?
16: Well, I'm only going on the latest information that I've got. From and whom? Like said, from the research that I've been doing. What research have you been doing? Plenty. What, um, what you, I, so tell, me, tell me what. I've got a, internet, I, I, I can with a lot of the literature coming out of both the scientific community, and from... So your research areas. is the internet?
2: But yet you didn't find... The first thing I found, when I typed it, was this article in the guardian you didn't find that i've like i say i've got first uh, first hand eyewitness accounts
16: from horsehair.
2: no no but i'm Horse. just saying i'm just saying that the that, 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 that you you've that you've cited three or four examples of why fracking is bad as i said i genuinely i i have n- not really got any feelings towards fracking so i'm not coming from a, a, a pro fracking argument or an anti i'm i'm i've not really made my mind up it's not i've not really given it that much that much consideration but one of the first things that you cited as as a reason for fracking being terrible, within 30 seconds, I've put a massive question mark over it. So uh, well, when you next... Well, I
16: thank you for the new information, it, I really do. But can I, can I please go on to give you the witness account? Well,
2: in a minute, because I just, I just... You need to accept that are you going to go on to any more radio shows or talk to any more people and cite the Burning River as an example of why fracking is so bad?
16: Well, now I have this information. Of course, I'm going to have to go and do some more research, and I'm probably not going to—I'm not going to say anything to anyone about this until I've actually confirmed or denied what you just said. You're not going to
2: say anything. You're not going to talk to your your um, anti-fracking friends about it. I'm
16: going to yes. If, if if what you say proves to be correct, of course, I'm going to share this information as widely as I can, so that we don't look stupid when trying to talk this. Obviously, we want to be, we want to be
2: something. Okay. Alright, so go on. You 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 said that you've you, you you've you have you've seen evidence of why fracking is so bad yourself.
16: Um, i <laughs> there's a there was a site um at Horse Hill which is less than two kilometers away from Gatwick Airport, which is you know very it's underneath pretty much underneath flight path yeah. and when they were doing the flow test there a couple of uh the beginning of the year um we we were there to to protest yeah. and i'd i'd gone there to you know raise awareness that this is uh, onshore drilling and it's, it's happening and i was the one thing i was not prepared for was to walk through a cloud of a noxious gas, which made me sick. Right. It made other people sick. It induced nosebleeds in the local community. It, it, we had water coming out of the ground and then disappearing again, which we still can't explain to this what day. You, what do
2: you mean water coming out of the ground and disappearing again?
16: Uh, water was coming out of, a hole, of holes around the site, and at one point it was disappearing. Like It was coming out of a hole, and then within a metre of where it was coming out, it was disappearing into the ground again. Very unusual water features for the area, not some stuff that people have never seen before. Yeah. Um, we've got all this documented and videoed, so it's like, I'm, you know, a bit, I'm, I can prove what I'm saying. We uh, we had a police officer report to the Environment Agency that they could smell this this smell coming from, from this area, and yeah. when we phoned the Environment Agency, they told me personally that they had a 10-day turnaround on sites like this.
2: Well, so, hopefully what they'll do is they'll learn from any mistakes that were made... Um, and make sure that it, that 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 doesn't happen in the future. That 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 smell doesn't happen in the future. Because it, are you saying this is reported at every fracking site? Um,
16: well, the, the the thing about Horse Hill is that they say it wasn't um, fracking per se, hydraulic fracturing. They but they were using oh. many meters of of cubic uh, cubic meters of a green fluid, which is corrosive. We believe it's hydrochloric acid, but you don't know. Um, We've we've asked for freedom of information requests. They're very they're very touchy about what they. Oh no, you
2: have to you about. have to. Well, the freedom of information. Uh, uh, As someone who's worked at the BBC, you have to keep asking. Mm. You have to
10: keep. We asking. are on this. I'm, well, yeah. We but
2: you don't you don't know for sure that that's what it is. Um. So, were they actually fracking there?
16: Uh, we they they it's, it, the, the government's definitions of the term fracking have changed so that they can do below a certain. Uh,
2: right. A, uh, were they fracking there or not? They say that. Your phone keeps... You're lying, and, I'm, I, you know, that's what you've chosen to call yourself, then that's fine. Your phone keeps going, so I, I, I'm, I'm losing you. Were they fracking there or not? They say that they weren't. Right, OK. Tell me something about fracking. Tell me something you've seen where, they, where people have been fracking, and, 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 and could, because if, if they weren't fracking, then what's that got to do with fracking?
16: Uh, well, it's onshore oil extraction for a start, and the the fact that this came up from the ground and we could smell it and mi- we could detect it on a right. combustible gas detector but it wasn't a mile fracking.
2: away. They weren't fracking. Tell me about a frac, something you've seen where, where okay, fracking well, is concerned.
16: West Newton, um, in Yorkshire. I, I personally wasn't there, but I've heard reports from many a protector of where f- from uh, West Newton. Yep, in 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 Yorkshire. Yep. the Environment Agency actually admitted to twelve different faults at that site, um, breaches of the environmental agency's own permits and remits, and people there could smell a similar thing rolling across the landscape, um, incoming in clouds, coming in waves, a, a similar um, set of, uh, what's the word, symptoms that, that, that we were being experienced yep. with, from locals and protectors alike. Um, this is they were flaring on this site, Horse Hill. They were cold venting, and it, they could still smell this. They could still experience this. The first time that fracking happened in this country, Precy Hall was an army base, and it caused an earthquake in Lancashire, which rippled for quite a. How do you know that
2: caused an, an earthquake? Hmm? How, sorry, how do you know it caused an earthquake? Because
16: they admitted it. It's on, it's on the internet. They they admitted that who, they, who, there was a who one.
2: admitted? Of... Who admitted it caused an earthquake?
16: I believe it was the company itself. Okay, uh, which, I might which, be wrong with which, that
2: information. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's quite important information. What? what, what um, where, where was this earthquake? <clears throat> Priest uh, Hall, Priest Hall.
16: Hall, Lancashire, and it was admitted by us, uh, the company. Well, I, hang on a I, I, hang on I wouldn't it. like to. I wouldn't like to give the wrong name. I, well, I, you've, I've just, you've
2: just said that the company uh, admitted it. And you, uh, um, qu- yeah, yeah, yeah qu- you're right. Quadril- I mean, hang on, Let me get this up. This is the Telegraph. Hang on a second. The internet's going I believe it. Quadrilla admits drilling caused Blackpool earthquakes. Um, in April, a tremor measuring 2.3 on the Richter scale <clears throat> was uh, felt in the Lancashire Seaside Resort, followed by an event in May that measured 1.5. It's highly probable that the hydraulic fracturing of Quadrilla's Priest Hall 1 well did trigger... They should give them sexier names. Did trigger a number of minor seismic events. Um, oh, that's terrible! If that happened, yeah, that's awful. Well, they're
16: actually well, the Leaf Hill Camp, which is where I've been frequenting uh, is lately. An
2: Dude, you've got to sort your phone out, man, because it keeps cutting out, and we keep losing you. And I want to hear what you're saying because you're making some interesting points.
16: Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Okay, the Leaf Hill is uh, a site that I've been protecting for the last three weeks with other people. They've been there a month. Um, they, they it 's an area of natural beauty it 's a site of scientific speci- special scientific interests yeah. lots of walkers lots of cyclists there's there's a there 's a number of known faults underneath the land there um it, we we 're going for a walk there's going to be hundreds of people marching uh, up the hill to leaf hill tower on saturday um just to, to, to say that we don 't want it we don 't want it there we don 't i mean realistically have you heard of the um the report called the Sky's the limit no it's by the IOC, which I believe might be wrong—is the International Oil Committee or change? Yeah. Um, but if you look it up, IOC. The sky's the limit. The, this came off the back of the uh, Paris Climate Accord. Um, the meeting we had last year, it, all you know, all the leaders of the world—they have brought up all the information on what we have in reserves now, as as in the in the, what we've already tapped into in terms of gas, coal, oil, and concrete projected um, emissions from these things. And they, what what they found is that even if we don't put any more holes in the ground anywhere on the planet yeah. and we use what we've already got, we're going to go past two degrees of warming and that's going to be catastrophic.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. that's that's terrible. And we, we, we've got a president who thinks that, um, well, one minute he thinks that climate change is, uh, is is just natural. The next minute he says, oh, maybe there's a there's a, a connection. Here's the thing I don't get. Um, I don't get why people don't like um, the uh, the wind turbines. I know they're not they're as efficient as perhaps they they will be in 10, ten twenty years time, but I think they look magnificent. There's
16: a, I, the one number one from what the, the arguments I've heard of that, of wind turbines, and I, I think renewable energy is the way forward. It has to be I because we can't not,
9: yeah
16: we can't keep going down this road. But the the concrete used in the base is is, is, is bad in its and of itself. Oh, if you put them in a migrating bird path, you're gonna kill birds. Do you know what? Place. Here's
2: the thing. Here's the thing, right? Screw the birds. And I know that sounds cold, right? But if we don't wanna go fracking and if we don't want to do any more, you know, oil and, and oil is is finite and gas and coal are finite, um, then we need to do something. Now if if um a load of birds die. That would be terrible, but it wouldn't be as bad as sucking all the juice out of the ground. Agreed. But can I just point out that we've
16: we've very quickly, because I'm about, really late for a well, break. When we think about hydropower, we think about dams.
2: Now I don't. I think, about, I think about I think about wave wave capture. That's what I think about. Straight away. Absolute, Boom. Wave capture. You get the you get the machines out in the sea. Capture the waves. Bishy bashy boshy. Uh Lion, I've got to go. Um, thanks for calling. Call again, won't you? Cheers, no worries. Like, and listen, the only reason I'm giving you a tough time is because, genuinely, I've not made my mind up. I'm not one of those, you know, I'm not Katie Hopkins or something. Oh, it's all b- balls. I don't know. Um, but if you ever do go on a proper radio show, they'll go in a lot harder than I did.
6: I hear you. I hear you.
2: Take care, man. Thank you. Oh three four. It was nice, wasn't it? I enjoyed that. That was a little bit of sport for both of us. Um, and we, we, we both scored points. Um, 344 499 Kyle, Dan, Rob, can you call back? Because we can't get through to you. This is Talk Radio. Late night
1: conversation. Wealth losing sleep. Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On Talk Radio.
0: We have ways of making you talk. Dan! Hello. I'm
2: reminded. Ed started talking to me about proposal in my ear. And I'm going, what? The proposal? I'm going, what are you talking about, you nutter? I forgot to play the um, uh, proposal clip.
14: The proposal clip?
2: Have a listen to this. This is a radio. I've not heard this for a year or two. Is it bleeped out? Yeah, okay. Have a listen to this. Hang on.
12: To Mark in Dewsbury. the the woman from Del Monte, she says yes.
4: So uh, a big chunk of wedding cake on the way to me, please. And also, about half an hour ago, we had a call from Nick who wanted to propose to Susie. To is, da, da, da. Down the line to Sheffield we go. Hello, Susie, are you there? Hi. Yeah, I'm here. You sound a little bit upset. Are you yeah. all right? No,
12: I'm fine. I'm just I'm just so surprised because he knows I listen to this show. So. And you, you enjoy the show, do you? You're not crying yeah. because you, you don't like the music or anything. <laughs> not at all, no. Um, I'm just so shocked that he did this. Well, we're all waiting across Yorkshire, Susie. We need to know, will you marry Nick?
6: Oh, I, I thought he'd do this, because oh, I've been thinking about it for such a long time. But if, if you're listening, Nick, and I know you will be, oh, Nick, I love you so much, but <laughs> my sister told me everything, and... I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm I'm quite tearful at the moment. Is it the yes? Well, quite frankly, Nick, my sister told me
12: everything, and I'm afraid it's a no. F***, Nick.
2: Dan, let me be your hero. (laughs) Isn't
14: that delicious, Dan? It could only have been improved by, ah. by going, This is hot! <laughs> oh, it's so good! I love
2: it! I love that clip. I haven't heard that for such a long, over a year, because I was at the BBC women player. Oh, that's that's absolutely delicious. Absolutely delicious. Dan, what do you have for us this
14: evening? I wanted to talk about Brexit and Donald Trump and the uh, old sweets. Ah!
9: Yeah,
14: i I've got this new take on it. You know Panda Pops? Remember Panda Pops? Oh, for God's sakes. Really? You're going there? No, no. You know, remember Panda Pops? You know, you used to get your blue Raspberry. Ah, yes. Green Cola and all that. Yeah. You know, they don't do the fizzy drinks anymore.
2: What, Panda Pops don't do the fizzy drinks?
14: They don't do fizzy drinks. They're all healthy drinks. Orange juices and apple juices. Good. No lurid numbered. Good for them. Yeah, Yeah, it's all because of of Europe, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, so they, wouldn't let, they wouldn't let any of that... What on earth me. are you talking about? What What I'm saying, right, yes. is, is that Brexit can only be good for E-number-filled drinks. Oh. Oh, yeah. hang
2: on a minute. Hang yeah. on
14: a minute. New tactic. Yeah. Yeah, so you've got these E-number-filled drinks, and then there's this market for this British company. Oh. Now, we're freed from the evil shackles of Europe. Yeah. Um, and who could we trade with? The Americans. How, the Americans, led by... An orange-faced, E-numbered-faced
2: man. Here's the thing I didn't get. Let me, let, let's just Trump for one minute, right? Here's the thing I didn't get. When he kept saying, before the, before he got voted in, <clears throat> that if he got voted in, it would be Brexit plus plus. What does that mean? Plus plus. <coughs> Surely oh. the phrase to, to indicate something to be more powerful is, it'll be Brexit squared. Or it'll be Brexit no, 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 cubed. No, no, no. Or it'll be Brexit to the power of ten. Brexit plus plus.
14: Brexit plus plus means Brexit plus
2: plus. But Brexit, super Brexit, mega Brexit. We've got a massive Brexit sale going on in the States. Brexit plus plus, it, it, that doesn't mean anything.
14: It might be like a bank holiday Brexit where we seem to be going into it much like a furniture shop on a bank holiday. and It's like, ah, it's just the way we're going now, isn't it? Every day's
2: a bank holiday in um, carpet um, and furniture shops because they're, they're, they've always got a bank holiday sale on. Hang on a they minute, now are. it sounds like we're doing bad um, stand-up
14: material from the 80s. How about I read something to you? Yeah, please do. A North MP was left red-faced last night after accidentally giving his support to National Fetish Day. Oh. Organisers revealed Ronnie Campbell had promised to wear purple to support a day of awareness. What was his name, the Ronnie M- Campbell? Campbell. Okay. Yeah. The MP for Blythe Valley, Northumberland, withdrew his backing after the Sunday Sun, explained the kinky connotations of the word fetish, which he was not aware of. He didn't know the word Mr. fetish? Yeah. He revealed he thought fetish was just another word for worry, instead of a description of people who get their kicks in unusual ways. He
2: confused fetish with
14: fretting. Fretting, Are yeah. you fretting me?
2: you fretting. Unbelievable. This guy sounds like an absolute legend. So did he support perverts or not?
14: Well, apparently, he had to wear purple because perverts wear purple, apparently. Oh, well, look Um, at Prince. His reaction, though, when we told him, Mr. Campbell said, Oh, my God almighty, my God, is that what a fetish is? I thought a fetish was a worrying, like, was a worry, like worrying about backing the right horse.
2: What, did did they record him?
14: Did they record him? Because that's Uh, a very uh, specific quote there are pictures of him on chroniclelive.co.uk I'm not looking you're not looking I know
9: yeah.
14: I am oh yeah, yeah. Right.
2: is
14: it yeah mm-hmm. yeah oh using a tagline perverts wear purple those that support this day will be wearing about their person something what day is this
2: pervert's day so I know where to hang I out I think
14: it I think it was today or yesterday depending oh, on your perspective. Oh, no yeah. Next Pervert's Day. Oh, uh, no. Next year. Oh, uh, no. Apparently, 20th of Jan 2008. Goodbye, Dan. Goodbye.
1: Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
0: We have ways of making you talk.
17: On the line with us right now. Is Ashley's boyfriend Chris? Chris, welcome hey, Chris. to the show. Oh my god! And uh, Chris has something he would like to ask you. Um. Chris, are you there? I'm here. I'm here. Hey.
7: Oh my god.
17: Um.
9: Oh my god.
17: Yeah. Uh, well, Ashley, we we've, we've been together for you know five years now, and uh, I've I've really loved you with all of my heart, and um, you know I dreamed of of spending the rest of my life with you and I saw kids, I saw a future, um, and, and I felt that way since the day I met you. Um, <clears throat> I guess I just have, have one thing to ask you then.
3: Uh, uh.
17: Um. How long wait, would it take wait, for you to move a, all a, of your...
3: I need to take a deep breath here. Can I just have a second to take a deep breath?
17: Yeah, please take a deep breath.
3: I'm kind of freaking out.
17: Hey, Ashley, you know you're on the air right now. You're live, right? right?
3: I know. You told me that. She's okay.
17: getting the vapors. Yeah, and, and this is a very public thing right now. Are you, are you still okay with it? it? You just said that you wouldn't want a big public spectacle.
6: Well, you know, I'm going to take it. I'll take it however it comes.
17: Yeah, she will. Well, why, why, why don't you just take a there? deep Hi. breath here, and uh, just let me finish, all right? All right. I guess the the big the big question here that I want to ask you, Ashley, is how long will it take for you to get all your crap out of my house? What, Ashley? Ashley, are you there? I. Is this some kind of joke? No, it's not a joke. How long will it take you? Because you got until Sunday. What? Oh. Ashley, are you there?
9: What? Is- I don't understand
7: what is going on right now.
17: He's really? dumping you. don't understand? A- Ashley, he's You're dumping into...
7: you. Hey, hey, why,
17: why don't you answer a few more questions, Ash? Um, oh. So uh, seen out twice this week, twice with Eric. What's that about? Who's Eric, Ashley?
4: He's a good friend of mine from forever ago. We...
17: Okay, when you say good friend, I, I just want to be really clear here. When you say good friend, does that mean making out in the corner at a bar? Which is pretty which is pretty brazen you know you go to a bar and you're cheating with somebody on somebody who you've been with for five years you would think you would go to like some some private location go to his apartment at least What? I don't my friend you saw know. you
2: I think thats Ooh. I think that's a fake do you yeah I think that's a good one it sounds like a stunt to me because she because they obviously know that he's going to dump her mm-hmm. because he goes to do the line and she talks over him yeah. and they, they stop everything and, and interrupt.
13: She spins out a bit longer by saying she needs to catch her breath.
2: Yeah. And uh, her the bit where she's going, what? What? Is this a, a joke? What? It, it, that just felt a little bit little bit acted to Mm. me. I don't know. I felt that one was... There was a
13: long run-up where they were talking to her about how she would want to be proposed to and whether she would want it done in public, and she was saying, oh, no, I don't want something like that, you know.
2: I think that one's a fake.
13: But the first one... The first one, I think, is 100%. Kyle! Evening, you all right? Evening, Kyle. Uh,
7: Well, I've got it. No. No, I'm conscious not to... I've got a cough, sorry.
2: No, I've got a bit of a cough as well. I've got this... this, um... Well, I've told Kath I think I might have some form of um, throat cancer. That's what I'm genuinely... That's where where my head takes it. Um, But, um, you know, I saw a sore throat in, like, one specific spot for about four or five weeks.
13: So go to the doctor. Oh, I
2: can't be bothered. But when I'm dead, I'll feel
7: stupid.
13: You you can have that gravestone. I told you I was ill.
7: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I, I found, like, a spot in my cheek. Oh. In the week, and uh, I was like, "Well, it's clearly throat cancer." Yeah,
2: it's probably not, is it? It's
9: probably well, but it, altar.
2: but it might be. Go and
13: get it looked at.
2: It might be. I told you my doctor, because I'm on all these all this anti-anxiety drug, right? And I wanted to, I wanted to have a good look at my prostate. I wanted to get a good look at that and check all that out, and she said, "Well, because you suffer from anxiety, the prostate tests they do." quite often comes back as positive positive is the bad one yeah mm-hmm. she said <coughs> it quite often comes back as positive but that doesn't always mean it's positive it, it, it they generally they come back as positive but it it doesn't mean you've got cancer um and then you have to, then you're in the system and it takes like you know a couple of months for it to be checked for cancer and stuff she said, because you suffer from anxiety i don't think it's worth putting you through the stress of that and i'm thinking
13: wow not her decision
2: i'm thinking god She's telling me I've got bum cancer, and, um, you she know... She doesn't want you
13: to worry about it. She doesn't it. want
2: me to worry about it. <laughs> honestly, where's it's, it's, it's where my head goes. And, OK, thanks, Doctor. I
13: do think that is a little dangerous, that kind of thought.
2: Dangerous. So,
13: people who are, who have anxiety can't get ill, is that right?
2: Uh, maybe she's just bored of me, because I'm there all the time hanging out. Got any spare what? appointments today? Yeah? What, what happens if,
7: it, if it's uh, bum cancer? How mm-hmm. does that work, then? Do they give you a new...
2: Awesome. Well, no, oh, you no, die. You die. You die of it if, oh. if you've got it. You, 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 It's one of those prostate and um, what was the one that my dad had? Pancreatic. Pancreatic. Well, you get. Am I right with prostate? If you no. get prostate, prostate, they, prostate can you, it, they can fix it then.
13: Pancreatic is pancreatic. so far in; it's very difficult to get you, to you.
2: Well, by the time you've discovered it, um, it, it's too late with pancreatic. I mean, my dad told me a pancreatic. Oh, god, that was awful. Mm. Anyway, so
7: uh, anyway, Carl, what you got for us? Uh, well, I, I can't compete with the fracking man. Uh, I was going to ask you about, I noticed the screens once again fell to Crofts. I was so close to Dennis. I was so close. And I didn't, I didn't get to speak to him.
2: Um, you were on the screen at the same time as Dennis. <sighs> uh, and, I can't believe that. Uh, you both got um, s- strange accents. Oh. Oh, hang on a minute. Uh, mm? Sir? Mm? They've both got strange accents. I, I struggled... Is that why you
13: got ordered me out of the room?
2: I struggle to understand what they're saying. What is, what is that? That's not... what you saying I'm racist well, or something? What, I think Me? you're
13: saying Northern wrong. You're saying strange. No, <laughs> they've got strange... Kyle's got a strange...
2: Northern. You're saying Northern. Mm. I'm saying strange. Northern is what you're trying to say. No, I'm not. I can say Northern. He's got... Kyle's got a strange voice. At, at the risk... At the Keep out of this, Kyle. His college. accent is virtually unfathomable. Oh, wow. And it,
13: it it's... It,
2: I... I couldn't in person... Oh, you know how good I am at voices? Well... I'm Roger Moore. It's uh, good, isn't it, Kyle? That, that
13: verges on the Wogan sometimes.
2: Yeah, I'm Teddy Wogan. Oh, the floor and I'm Ken Bruce. I'm oh, next on Wogan. It's my good friend, Roger Moore. I'm Roger Moore. Roger Moore's more like that. You've got to lean forward for it. I'm Roger Moore. Um, but I couldn't, I couldn't do Kyle's voice. Let me try and do you, Kyle's voice. Kyle, say... Yeah. Um, I'd like a um, um, a, pound cubes, uh, I'd like a pound of cola cubes, please. I'd like a pound of cola cubes. I'd like a pound of cola cubes, please. <laughs> That's.
7: Oh, I, I can't. Is that
13: how we sound to you?
2: Oh, you you. Uh, I'm
13: just wondering. if...
2: I'd like a pound of cola cubes, please.
13: Look. Say say pound again. Pound. No, Kyle, you say oh. pound. Uh, pound. Pound, Pound.
2: Pound. I'd like a pound of cola cubes,
7: please. <laughs>
13: wow, where's he from now?
2: I'd like a pound of cola... What was that? I'd like a pound of cola... Fill it I...
13: the fish for my wife.
10: I'd like a uh, fill it fish. I'd like a pound of cola cube for my wife. <laughs> I'd like
2: a pound of cola cube. Kyle,
13: feel free to stop him when it gets more offensive. <laughs> I'd
2: off. like a pound of cola cube for my wife.
13: <laughs> okay, I'll stop you.
2: Right, I was going to
7: say, Kat. No, it's weird, because I think with Bob Mills, I was so proud, because he actually said last week not... It feels feels really weird talking about Bob Mills now, Mm. like an ex. But he said, I didn't sound Rotterdamian, because I'm familiar with the Rochdale accent, and I don't particularly sound like them, because of all my time in London. Don't talk to me about
2: about Bob Mills, who's on Sunday evenings, by the way, does an excellent show, genuinely brilliant. Brilliant. Did you hear the interview with Jimmy Cricket? He did. No. Oh, it was great. It was absolutely... Did you hear it, Kyle, on Sunday?
7: Uh, I, I didn't hear that. You know he lives near me.
2: Oh, Jimmy Cricket
7: or Bob Mills? Yeah, seriously. Uh, no, Jimmy Cricket. Well, <laughs> you live in Ireland? <laughs> no, he lives in Rochdale. No, he doesn't. He lives in Ireland. OK, sorry, boss. Oh, He said in the interview... He lives in Ireland.
13: So, who are you looking at that's wearing his wellies with right <laughs> left on? <laughs> you just lived near a tramp. <laughs> jo- Johnny Cricket. <laughs> no, J- Jimmy,
7: he said he lives in Ireland. No, no, he lives. I can. Well, what? He said say, he, he
13: lived
9: in Ireland in the what? interview. Maybe he's doing
7: you're, for on, tax purposes. you're on the air, so I'm not going to say it. But, yeah, he lives about a mile and a half away from me. Prove it.
13: go around there now? Yeah, go uh, and knock on
7: his door. We'll wait. Le- well, Lane Head. There you go.
2: Wow, you've just given away a celebrity's address, Kyle. I didn't give the number. (laughs) Yeah, you. you, That is basically you've just sent the death squads round to Jimmy Cricket. ISIS He's he's like the top five in ISIS. Like ISIS list. He's now moved up to the top three. They've got his address.
13: Didn't you hear the caller we had on before who told us he wanted to talk about dentistry and actually wanted to talk about dismembering people?
2: No, I
7: missed. No, I missed well, that. You he o- won't
13: have missed you.
2: You ought to be. You ought to go round to Jimmy Cricket's door, Kyle. He doesn't live. He lives in Ireland. And um, a bang on the door. And when he opens the door in his dressing gown, push your way in, shut the door, bolt it, put the little safety latch on, and say, "Jimmy, we haven't got time to talk. I'll explain later." Gather all the weapons and bring them to the phone table. And and he'll
13: uh, say, "I'm not Jimmy. I'm Johnny."
2: Uh, I'm not Jimmy. I'm Johnny. I'm Johnny Cricket and Jimmy Cricket's twin brother. Um come I here. Guess... Come, here. come here, come here. There's more. Come here. I want to tell you a no, story. Nathan, that was quite Joe, you know, why can cast two accents and you <laughs> are a pony at them. He's, he's, I've cut him off, I've cut him off. He's talking <laughs> he's... it's gone to, it, it, it's gone to Kyle's head. Um, it's all gone to his head. I, do, I, don't, I don't allow people to come on and abuse me like that. Go to the ads, please, Ed.
1: Late Night Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
0: We have ways of making you talk. People
2: have, um, I think, rightfully criticised the show for being a bit doer mm-hmm. recently. Tonight's been... Laugh right. Yeah. It's been the, 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 I've
13: been ro- rolfing all night.
2: The giggle factory has been open for business. It'll be closing in about 10 minutes, My guys. chuckle muscle has been sprained. All right. <laughs> I've seen your chuckle muscle. Eben. Hey, Ian. Hip hip hip. Hip hip hip. That was I'm going to yes. be honest. I'm going to be honest, Eben. I'm 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 going to be honest. That was a very very limp, uncommitted hip hip. That was like, almost like a Oh hip hip hip! Yeah. Anyway, this is what. I've got. And unless unless you're phoning to tell me that your house is on fire and you're sat on the roof and you can't, you need us to get help, that would explain a tossed away hip hip hip.
13: Or the fact that it's like quarter to one. Yeah. Well, I've just had a very hard day. Oh. Anyway.
2: Well. Okay. I'm softening. I'm softening a little bit, but still. If Did it we,
13: involve the house being on fire? If we drop Evan, if we drop the hips,
2: right? Um, Ed, Pablo just dropped off. Can you get back? If we drop the hips, mm-hmm. right, then then, then that, that, that we drop the hips and that's fine. Okay. Well, then we stop. The, then we stop um, being polite to our mums. Oh. Then we stop wiping our bottoms after we've been to the toilet, and then we stop not killing people. Do you see? It's it's a natural progression, Evan. Thin
13: end of the wedge. It yeah. is
2: hell in a handcart. So let's try again, shall we? Okay. Hip hip hip. Yep, yep. Hey, oh, there. that's it! And now we're set for a lovely conversation. He's
13: back into that one, didn't he? We're well,
2: going to have a little bit of a Chattanooga choo-choo. <laughs> Eben, it's always a pleasure. What have you called in for?
13: I'm
7: phoning in to see... Are there any tickets left for a performance swing, please? <laughs> Hang on a minute.
2: <laughs> oh, <it's, laughs> so I'm laughing because... No, there's not... Why? Hang on a minute. What, for the one on December the 11th?
16: Yeah, because I've realised I'm going to be
2: up in London then. Oh. What, what are you doing in London? Just some um, Christmas shopping. Murder. It's, 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 everyone's got murder on their mind. Oh. Um, uh, on Sunday, December the 11th, Yeah. there aren't any. Okay. But, but... Yeah. We owe you um, uh, uh, um, an appearance at, at uh, performance room because the last one you, you did, were nice. you were a performer, and you but you didn't come and claim your free evening of entertainment as you were on Skype. So, Eben, um, is it just you? Have you got someone else you want to bring? It would just be me. You sure? Yeah, positive. Okay, then Eben, yeah, you, you, your name will be on the door. Of course, you can come. Thank you very much. It'd be nice to meet you properly. Thanks. Okay.
13: But if you could be enthusiastic with your greeting.
2: Yeah, when okay. when we hip when we hip hip hip, Eben, I don't want any of this hip hip yeah, hip, yeah. yeah I yeah. I want that, that second one. Can you, you you can do that, yeah? Yeah, okay, I'll do that then. Nice, man. I look forward to shaking your hand, Eben. I'll see yeah, you in a week sure. or so. See you in a week or so. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Nobody else. Don't want anyone else phoning up. No hard luck stories. No. No, I don't want do want any of that n- nonsense. People phone up. Eben is a special case because he performed at the um, the last performance ring, um, but he didn't actually appear there. No. He appeared there, but he wasn't physically there. But I don't want people phoning up and saying, um, "Yeah, um, I know you've got no tickets for performance ring," but I was just it's my nana. <laughs> No, not the Nana. She, um, she died about 15 years ago now, and, uh...
13: It still hurts, man.
2: I really, um, it would be just amazing if I could come and blag a free ticket for a sold-out show. It would mean so much to me, and... I'd be doing it for Nana's memory. Jog oh, on. on then. You
13: can have my ticket. Jog oh. on. Oh, Jog really
2: on. Really? No, don't fall for it. Don't fall for the Chasing Cars karaoke version. What if
13: they um, do um, this one? <sighs> There's something I've always done, kind of growing up. Oh. It's, um... Sang and danced with my dog. <laughs> He used to love watching me sing. Yeah, jog on. Oh, it's okay.
2: not happening. It's not happening. Okay. It's, so, the only person who can get a free ticket now is.
3: Yeah, yeah,
2: Robin. She's the only person. If Robin were to phone up and say, um, She's sweet. I'm from Sweden. Hello, my name is Robin from Sweden. And I was wondering if I could come to the performance ring with a view of maybe doing a few of my songs at a later date. I know it's so loud, but I would like to come. And I would go, Robin, I'm going to stop you there.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: That's exactly what I'd say. If Will Smith came, I'd go... <laughs> bring it. Yeah. So Robin and Will Smith are welcome.
13: Nobody Everyone else. else Organise yourselves better. I need a song that says no. I ma- Oh, God, I forgot to
2: tell you about a message I had on Facebook. Tell oh, me about oh it. Oh, God. Scary one. Oh, after the show last night! Oh, God! Oh, I forgot to tell you. Oh. My. Days. Um... Come and have a look. Because I'm not going to read it out because it's private. So private,
13: you're going to show me. From Nigel. Now, how... There's a collection of words I never want to see again. <laughs> how am I... How am I supposed to respond? To... <laughs> Can I answer? Go and see your doctor.
2: Yeah, go and see your... I don't even want to reply to that, though. Because, um... Let me, um, let me just send it to Scott. Um, I don't even want to reply to that, because um, that is, um...
13: That's personal. That is it's very. I'd file that under inappropriate.
2: I would file that under um, inappropriate and dry. That's what I file it under.
13: I'd file it under never show me that message again
2: <laughs> oh, there's just
13: so much can we put it in some sort of time capsule and bury it i've forgotten about that, Isn't that how funny? can you forget about that just as
2: i got home last night and i was, I was sat in the car cause it was too cold to get out of the car and walk to the front door so i was sat in the car for a good 10 minutes and i just checked facebook and i was like oh there we go that's something that's something you don't see uh, very often well that might be the problem thing is we can joke about it because he never listens to the show Rashid. Hip, hip,
8: hip-a-hip-a-ray, Ian, Ian Lee is here to stay, the ragamuffin DJ, hey, hey. That's hip, it, now that hip, is... Hip, that hip, is hip-a-ray. a
2: oh. Fini- Have you finished? Well, you interrupted me. Oh, Start again. Start again with hang on a minute. And so that was a weird message from Nigel.
9: Gosh.
2: Rashid. hip, hip, hip.
8: Hip, hip, hip a hip a Ian Lee is here to stay, ragamuffin DJ, hey, hey. Hip, hip, hip for hip for ray E.M. Lee's it to stay. Ragamuffin DJ, hey, hey. And that's all
2: it goes. Okay. Well, going on and on like that. I like that. Why with did you stop? Fade. Why did you stop then? If it goes on and on like that, why did you stop? Run out of lyrics.
13: You know what you should throw in there? With a bum right. flex. Oh.
2: oh, with a bonbon
13: flex.
8: <laughs> now, that was uh, Tipper Irie, that was. Tipper Irie.
13: It was also Alicia Dixon. When she was in... Was the, it? Yeah. What was, she, what was that band she was in? Mystique. Mystique. Willabon Banflex. Willabon <laughs> flex. What, what else did she on? Miss Dynamite. <laughs> oh, I used to like her. Mm. Miss Dynamite. <laughs> I, me and
2: Miss Dynamite didn't get on. I worked with Miss Dynamite. We didn't get on.
13: It's because you're not street enough.
2: We didn't yeah. get on, and then she crashed the sports car and had to go to hospital. Oh, um, I liked I liked her, but she didn't like me. Ah, these things, these things happen. These things. Um, these. I was going to talk about. Um. I was going to talk about a pop star that had kind of faded from our consciousness, and I've, I've forgotten who it was. So hey, I'll
8: Ian, be- you were talking about that earlier. You know, uh, Wilmot. What's his name? Again? Gary oh, Wilmot, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I reckon the reason why he popped into your mind yeah. because one one of the adverts. I know you're not supposed to talk about the adverts. There's a the, the voiceover who's doing it is one of those other. Child, uh, mixed race guys from the seventies, eighties with with yeah, an
2: Derek Griffiths. And a moustache. Derek <laughs> Griffiths. He's a good interview. Derek Griffiths on the other place years and years ago. I got Derek Griffiths in right. Derek Griffiths that's for an hour. What a fascinating man! An absolutely fascinating man. He was charming. He's written all these different kinds of songs. All this stuff. He's, he's a brilliant musician. He, he plays. Um, he's quite often in the bands. In like West End shows. Like he'll be in like the, the orchestra play, playing the guitar. And some, I remember a woman phoned up and said, Oh, Derek, I used to, um, because I, um, you, you used to live near my mum in, um, Kensington in London. He went, No. She goes, Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my mum used to see you like really early in the morning, leaving your house and getting in your car and driving off in Kensington. And he was like, no, what I never lived there. It was something was going on. He was brilliant, Derek Griffiths. So and absolutely delightful. A moustache. Yeah. Well, did you know? what? And it's funny because the first time I heard that ad, I went to Kath. Hey, Kath, it's Derek, Derek Griffiths. Griffiths. I did, didn't mm-hmm. I? Um, I recognised the voice straight away. It yeah, took me back to the seventies. Uh, do you know away. what? Uh, do you know what? He was such a good interview. Let's get
13: him on let's again. get
2: Derek Griffiths on again because he was in, on. in he was in like movies. He's in um, Up Pompeii with Frankie Howard. Um, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah let's get, it's all coming back. It's all coming back. Iron Freedom about 12 years ago. Let's get Griffiths song. He was get
8: fascinating. Flo-
2: Floella Benjamin as well. Get Floella
8: well, Benjamin on there We've
13: as well. tried Floella before. Yeah.
2: She's um, the lord of... Not the lord of the dance. She's like a lord, isn't she? For she children's or welfare or mm-hmm. something. Rashid, we're out of time. That's your fault for singing a stupid song. Um, yeah, let's get Derek Griffiths song. He was fascinating. I can't remember why, but he was, just, he, he was just... We had him in for an hour and he was... Wonderful, absolutely wonderful. That's it, guys. That's your lot. Um, tonight, uh, we've got Will Carruthers on, a bass player from Spaceman 3.
0: Ta-ta.
1: Talk Radio, the 21st century dream team of dialogue, debate and discourse.
0: Talk Radio, give it some lift.